0: Who let the big dog out? (laughs) Who? Who? Who?
1: Who? Who? That's right.
0: (laughs) I knew you were going
1: there. Totally. Totally. Big (laughs) dog. Big
0: dog. The big dog. The man, the myth, the legend himself. Matt Hamilton from Turner and Hooch. This guy is fucking hysterical
1: oh my gosh he shares some absolutely epic stories not just from turner and hooch but he's got a fantastic story about supernatural he's got a fantastic story about arrow i mean and and then he shares some inside scoop on turner and hooch i mean
0: even an exclusive exactly exactly man everybody is going to absolutely love this one especially like people who get into it for the wrong reasons (laughs) and then realize (laughs) oh shit this is hard okay (laughs) it's not a normal thing that's right so i mean you got to stay with it and just keep pursuing your passion man but then also realize when enough is enough that's right so that's everything we deep dive into but that conversation is later on the show now let's get a little crazy What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Crazy Ant Farm. Holy moly, it is episode 173 this week. Yes. Wild. Wild shit. Wild stuff.
1: Wild like I, now all of a sudden it's like Ed McMahon wait that's wild, that's wild. Yes, yes wild but two away from one seventy five I can't believe it. I mean that's just I, I mean two hundred will be here before we even know it yeah, like just crazy. I just wow
0: it's insane. <laughs> it did really it feels like we started like yesterday that I mean, it does I mean, it does our personalities keep growing. we keep giving you the great content and of course, if it's going down in Hollywood, We are talking about And you guys know your host with the most myself, JLo, Fantastic, and the one and only Mouth. What's up? Guys, it is a jammed, packed one, I shall say. There's so much superhero news. It's not just Marvel. There's also a lot of DC as well. Oh, yeah. And man, you guys know we love that shit, so we're going to be deep diving into (laughs) all of it. But some big stars leaving some big shows. Of course, we got the box office recap. Trap top trending content out there for everyone to see, and so much more, guys. But before we get that started, be sure to head over to our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest Crazy Ant Media gear. Shirts, hats, (laughs) t-shirts, tank tops, everything that you need. And we got our new Love Yourself designs out right now, so be sure to check those out. All right, we got to tone it down a little bit because... Mm. We have lost a a real one. I will say he was absolutely legend. He's the definition of legendary. Uh, he came on a show back in like the early years. I will say probably yeah. episode like thirty five. I think so, or something yeah. like that. Um, the one and only Mister Ed Asner. Uh, legendary actor activist and philanthropist passed away peacefully this past Sunday he was 91 so he lived a phenomenal full life we're thankful for that asner former president of the Screen Actors Guild is best known as his role on as Lou grant on both his hit show by itself and then also the Mary Mary Tyler Moore show yep yeah um, pulling off the rare feat of playing the same character in both comedy and a drama series. He is the most awarded male performer in Emmy history with seven wins, five of them playing Lou Grant himself. Asner served as president of SAG from 1981 to 85 after he emerged as the leader during the 1980 SAG strike. Mm-hmm. So very influential to the whole entertainment industry and when this happened Sunday, I our feeds just blew up with everybody yeah. acknowledging and just posting old pictures that they had with him, and it's a huge loss.
1: Yeah, it, it it really is, and and like you said, what he was able to accomplish, you know, playing Lou Grant on on both, uh, you know, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, which was a comedy, obviously, and then Lou Grant, which was a drama, and it, like you said, he won he won f- Emmys for that, right? But he's the f- only person to ever win an Emmy. For the same character in two different genres, yeah. comedy and drama, which is just unheard of. I mean, to be able to pull that off, but um, and his activism wasn't done. I mean, all the way up to his passing, he was still fighting that uh, the SAG health uh, care. Pension plan stuff. And um, after his passing, the judge ruled that it would not be thrown out. They would be allowed to continue his lawsuit. So um, I would not be surprised at all if, if that comes out on the successful side. We see it named after him. Um, it would make sense to me.
0: I just – I don't know. It's a big loss for the industry for sure. It is. I'm happy he passed away peacefully with me his too. family too because, me I too. mean, they meant so much to him.
1: Whew, but now – now. Let's
0: get into it. Let's get into
1: it. Well, <laughs> Like we said, at the top of the show. We're jumping to the Mouse House, and of course, when you talk the Mouse House, you gotta talk Marvel, because that's yes. the big thing, right? So, as we said, Marvel Studios, Shang-Chi, and the Legends of the Ten Rings open this week on approximately 4,300 North American theater screens this holiday weekend. And get this, it earned $29.6 million yesterday, which is well above what they thought it was gonna be. 8.8 on Thursday added into that, so 29.6 total yesterday. And according to early estimates now this is the very latest guys it's going to soar to the top of the domestic box office with an estimated four-day debut because it's labor day weekend yep. of 75 to 85 million dollars that would put shang chi slightly behind the debut of black widow which you guys know opened at 80 million over three days and 60 million on disney plus now at the international box office it's also premiering in most overseas territories but get this not China. Disney and China still having that little yeah, back-and-forth battle riff. because of fucking Chapik. This is a fucking Chinese movie! God damn it! Like, but it's not going to open in China. Um, it does look, however, to collect another $40 million in the overseas territories that it's opening up at, which means if the estimates hold at the domestic box office, Shang-Chi's going to smash the previous Labor Day opening weekend record, which, by the way, was not during a pandemic. That was 2007's Halloween at 306 Million, so I mean, it's just going to obliterate that. Um, and come in well over a hundred million dollar global opening, which is huge, right? Now, here's the thing how long will it stay number one? How long will it dominate? Because it's only going to be in theaters 45 days, yeah. That's part of that whole theatrical thing, right? Shang-Chi is going to play in theaters for 45 days and then move to Disney Plus. Now, with it winning the weekend, and we all know it's going to win the weekend, the impressive. Streak that Kevin Feige in the MCU has built continues. This will be the 25th movie in a row to open at number one. Uh. 25 They've released 25 movies. All 25 opened at number one at the box. That's unheard of, guys. It's it's, I don't even think it will ever be matched.
0: I don't think so either. There's not a single franchise that will catch this or do what this franchise has done. It's just, it's impossible. Yeah, I mean, the work ethic that Kevin Feige and the team has done throughout, like, this past 10, 15, almost 15 years now is absolutely insane. I mean, pumping out one or two movies every single year. That's right. So, I mean, Marvel has just been kicking ass. So,
1: I just want to throw in one little thing because of my, like, really disgruntled opinion of Bob Chappick. I saw today that the Russo brothers are now second-guessing whether they want to sign a new contract with Marvel and come back to direct any more movies. Damn. Because of the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit and the way it's been
0: handled. That's rough.
1: Guys, that's fucking Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame.
0: Endgame Those are like being
1: the best one, Like the biggest movie of all time. Now they're not thinking about coming back, and they've been saying for years that they want to keep making them, but now they're they're rethinking it. They're not sure they want to do that. Yeah. Fuck you, Chappic. I'm just saying. Fix that
0: (laughs) shit, man, because it ain't Feige. It's not. It's
1: not Feige. It's your bullshit with Scarlett Johansson, so get that shit fixed.
0: Exactly, exactly. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) This next one comes by no surprise because this was huge at the box office and on Disney Plus Mm -hmm. and gone over super well with all walks of life out there, especially good classic Family content. And I'm talking about Jungle Cruise, uh, grossed over $100 million at the domestic box office the past week uh, weekend. Uh, Disney has greenlit a sequel. Uh, stars Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt are set to return in a wisecracking uh, Kipper Frank Wolf and interpreted... Researcher Dr. Lily Hutton, uh, respectively, for the brand and new adventure with Michael Green, who co-wrote the hit. There you go. Uh, back at the keyboard, expected to also come back. Our director uh, Joaim Colette Sierra and the film's producing team: John Davis, John Fox, Biofin, and Johnson. Danny Garcia and Hiram Garcia, Scott Sheldon also returns as executive producer, so basically everybody's coming back for the sequel, which makes sense, and I'm going to be curious to see how fast they get this thing into pre-production, because, like, The Rock is super busy on a whole bunch of other shit, Emily Blunt may have some big shit coming our way, so, like, You know, I'm guessing within the next five years, we'll see this thing.
1: Wow, that long, you think?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I think so. I mean, they're busy people. (laughs) The Rock, especially, is Uh, a busy person. No doubt. But boy, they greenlit it quick enough, though. They did. Okay.
1: Uh, Hey, this is cool news, too. David and Jessica Oyello are set to produce Walt Disney's reboot of the 1991 action-adventure movie, The Rocketeer. Mm. Yes, it's going to be called Rocketeer. The sequel, The Return of the Rocketeer. Oh, okay. So, it's going to be produced by the Oellos, Yabura Saxon Productions Banner, with David possibly taking on a starring role. I really, this was with Jennifer Conley and Billy Campbell back mm. in the day in 91, um, and I really enjoyed the storyline. I thought that was a really good movie, so I'm excited to kind of see a reboot. I know, you're thinking, what? They like hate what? fucking reboots. <laughs> But I liked this storyline, and and I'm excited to see what they kind of do with it. And um, and it would be changing it up if David takes the starring role, so – okay let's see
0: let's see where that goes let's see man let's see we still don't need home alone though no we don't (laughs) we don't need that uh jody comer is beginning to shooting uh ridley scott's latest project kit bag uh jody will play josephine opposite of joaquin phoenix's napoleon in the historical drama as the military leader and emperor very excited about this one because joaquin i feel like super method and he's going to get so deep into this role, it's going to be crazy.
1: Yeah, and it's it's good to finally know who was going to play her because when we first announced this, talking about Joaquin, that we had no idea. We we said that the whole plot line about the movie was the love affair between yeah. him and Josephine, but we had no idea who was going to be. Now we know. now we know. Yeah, so that's going to be really good. Hell yeah, Judith Light. All my Who's the Boss fans out there and Transparent fans out there who love Judith Light. She's apparently joined the pact. Cast of Searchlight Pictures' dark comedy, The Menu. The two-time Tony winner will star alongside previously announced Anya Tyler-Joy and Ralph Fiennes in the film, as well as Hong Chow, Nicholas Holt, John Leguizamo, and Janet McTeer. Now, we told you about this before. The film follows a young couple who travels to a remote island to eat, an exclusive restaurant, eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu and some shocking surprises. Oh shit. I'm guessing some of the guests are on the menu. Yeah. That's going to be my guess. Right? Thinking. Right? They
0: come out and they like have the platter with the fucking cover over it and they like remove it. I'm ahead.
1: I am pretty sure that this was a short film mm. that got made into I remember this premise and if I could be totally wrong and please send your comments if I'm wrong but Daisy Ridley. Mm. I think I think did a short film with this very premise. And so it could be the same people that have brought it
0: to light as a feature film. I don't know. Interesting. But, yeah, it's very interesting. So, Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. But I'm more excited about this next (laughs) one because I'm honestly a huge fan of this character. And Kate Walsh is returning to Grey's Anatomy as Dr. Addison Montgomery for the multi-episode arc in its upcoming 18th season. Uh, Representatives from abc confirmed walsh's return but not give any specifics on addison's storyline this is for sure the last season if it's not what the hell you're bringing back all the originals come on (laughs) like ah so please let's get an announcement after like maybe right before the season starts or like right after the season starts like hey this is the last one. It's like We'd be fine with it. We're all okay with it. That's but true. But I also want Kate Walsh to come on the show. I mean, I think she would be an amazing 150th guest. I mean, yours is Ming-Na. We can try to get Kate Walsh, too. Yeah. What if we could get both of them at the same time? Oh,
1: my gosh. It would be epic. <laughs> it would
0: be epic. I mean, lo- let's do it. Come on, guys. Do
1: it. do it. Do it. Do it. Speaking of epic, Josh Peck, who we hear some epic tales about with we our do. guests later on today. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, Turner and Hoot star Josh Peck is... Uh, joining uh, Ashley Ray's from American Gods and David Makes Man's Daniel Augustine in recurring roles on How I Met Your Father, mm. Hulu's straight-to-series spinoff of How I Met Your Mother that we've been talking about the last few weeks. So he's going to be a really busy guy because we're pretty positive Turner and Hooch is going to get a season two. Hell yeah. Um, so that's exciting news. I mean, I love him, and I think he's great So to see him. pop, And apparently he's paying, playing the principal
0: oh. at the at the school from, for the kids. Yeah. So that's gonna be hilarious. That's I mean. awesome. I'm I'm super excited too because Josh Peck is a great actor, so I'm happy to see him get more work in front of the camera and more exposure on these big shows because he deserves it. He really does. He does. This next one I'm also super excited about. I'm just striking like I'm getting home runs with these stories, guys, because I love this show. <laughs> Reservation Dogs <laughs> has been renewed for a season two at FX on Hulu. The critically it came Acclaimed comedy series is still airing its first season right now with a six episode set to debut on September 6th and season one finale will drop September 20th and season two will premiere in 2022. Great freaking story. I mean basically kids of a native... Native American reservation, and it deals with everything in today's society, basically, but also in, like, their village, so I think it's hilarious. You have the Native Americans who are, like, meth heads, you have the Native Americans who are, like, (laughs) a little bit of outcast, and it's just, it's great, it's hilarious, and it teaches us more about the culture, so... Definitely need more content like this. Entertainment, man, that's what we keep saying. Entertainment is the best form of education.
1: It absolutely is. Uh, okay, hey, uh, we, t- we just talked about Grey's Anatomy. Well, former Grey's Anatomy guy, Jesse Williams, has joined the cast of Hulu's drama pilot, Olga Dies Dreaming. Williams joins the previously announced series leads, Aubrey Plaza and Ramon Rodriguez, in the pilot. Now, as we've told you, the show tells the story of a New Rockin' brother and sister from a gentrifying sunset park, Brooklyn, reckoning with the absent politically radical mother and their glittering careers among New York City's elite in the wake of Hurricane Maria. Uh, Apparently, Williams is going to play Mateo, who's described as a collector of music, objects, of trivia, and mainly... Of opinions. Mm. So I'm, I guess he's going to be the voice of reason yeah. in the
2: show.
0: I'm very excited about this because he's very diverse, but I mean, we've only seen him as one character for so many years. So I'm really excited to see him step more into different roles that aren't, you know, freaking what he was on Grey's Anatomy. It's true. So it's exciting stuff. This next one, I'm curious to hear your intake on it. Uh, we're heading over to Fox. Emily Van Camp is leaving Fox's medical drama, The Resident, after starring on the show as a nurse, Nicolette Nick Niven, uh, for four seasons. Was she an integral character?
1: Yes. Oh, shit. A main character. Damn. This is a shocking exit. Um. And, Any word uh, why? I, uh, mm. Mm. Uh, well, Deadline Hollywood wrote why, and they had a pretty extensive article. And um, show creator (laughs) and executive producer um, Amy Holden Jones basically said the article was full of shit. Oh, shit. Not factual. And um, an awful job of journalism. Mm. So uh, for th- our purposes, because we don't do that, no. we're just going to leave it with Emily is leaving the show. Gone. <laughs> um, we don't know why. Uh, we don't know if there's been any attempt to get her back on the show. Um, and so I do know she just had a baby in real life. The storyline on the show, of course, is they just she just gave birth to her and Conrad's baby. Um I don't know if that's why. I don't know if it has something to do with maybe she's got a major move coming with Marvel with, with Captain America. We know yeah. she we know she's the power broker. Um so I, I don't know. Is it a scheduling thing? Is it a decision just I'm working too much, I just had a new baby, I gotta take some time off, or was there some stuff going? I have no idea and we're that's not gonna sake. speculate. Yeah. So but yes, a very major character. So I don't know what Conrad's gonna do without Nick. Mm. Very interesting. I'm sad. It's sad. It's, it, it is sad. It, it's Koenig. And now it'll just be Ko. Not anymore. Not yeah, anymore. not anymore. <laughs> All right. This next one, we're jumping to the bunny. And like we said, we've got so much superhero news. Now, if you're like me and a comic book geek, you were sitting on the couch, glued to the set last year at this time when it happened, and you saw I Am Vengeance and so much other awesome shit, right? Well, of course, I'm talking about DC fandom. And guess what, guys? DC Fandom is coming back this year. The virtual event centered to comic book enthusiasts like ourselves is returning this fall. DC Fandom will take place on October 16th, 10 a.m. Pacific time. So mark that, guys. And will be available to watch on its official website and Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, just like it was last time. Um... The free event gathers stars and creators of DC properties across feature films, TV series, games, and comics, and offers attendees access to breaking news, exclusive trailers, never-before-seen footage, and upcoming projects. Now, this year's gathering will showcase footage from a swath. That's right, I said swath. Mm. It's still used. It's fine. It's great. Uh, (laughs) uh, Of different things coming up, right? Including the new trailer for the Batman a new trailer for the Batman. That was like one of my most favorite things from the last one was the trailer for Batman, but that's going to be awesome. Uh, Of course, starring Robert Pattinson as the Cape Crusader. There's going to be clips from DC's League of Super Pets with Dwayne Johnson. Behind the scenes looks at Jason Momoa in Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom and Zachary Levi's Shazam Fury of the Gods, as well as the first look at Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. That's going to be fucking epic, so he's going to be all over the place with that. And... The often delayed yet coming very soon now, The Flash with Ezra Miller and Michael Keaton. (laughs) And Ben Affleck. That's right. It's filled with all kinds of people. That's going to be awesome. An exclusive look at Peacemaker, which is the spin-off from the Suicide Squad, obviously, um, which is going to be great. Uh, preview of the new seasons for Batwoman, The Flash, Superman and Lois, and Sweet Tooth, plus a farewell tribute to Supergirl, as you guys know, as we've been reporting. This is its final season, so it's going off. Um, also, we're going to get a first look at the new drama, Naomi, and the upcoming episode of DC's Stargirl. Warner Brothers Animation will also feature aquaman king of atlantis harley quinn and a new batman show batman caped crusader oh yeah so basically everything everything just like the last time (laughs) it's gonna be epic i mean it was like 12 hours of just like epicness last time and i'm gonna be there again
0: oh yeah i'm just gonna be there again for sure and i'm happy to see all of these things come out even though like The last year, Black Adam, I mean, we got that little, like, concept, little, like, trailer. I don't even know what to describe that as. But Batman, I mean, we all know the unfortunate events that are COVID, like, shut it down a few times. So that makes sense why we're just now getting another trailer. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I'm super pumped for that one as well. There's so much good stuff coming out of DC fandom. And by far, like, we've talked about this before when they announced this. It's the end of Comic-Con. I mean, it's oh, just going to – it's I, not going to be a huge phenomena anymore. D23 and DC fandom, like, they're just – they're going to have their own things.
1: I, I think so too. And, and, and like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. We talked about this last year, but Marvel's got to be following suit soon. Yeah. Right? They, they still hold D23, so that's kind of where Marvel does their thing now. But I, I have to imagine they're going to be doing something like this soon. Yeah. I would think so. I'd like, by themselves?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean – I don't know though because I don't think I think D twenty three will always uh, still incorporate Marvel. I don't think I don't think Disney will ever let them go off and do their own thing. (laughs) I don't I don't think so. I I don't know. I don't don't know. know. I'd like to see it though. Yeah, it would definitely be really cool. Uh, On to the next one. I'm super excited about it, and I know you are as well. Uh, The CW's Batwoman, which is fucking awesome, has cast Bridget Reagan as the iconic DC supervillain Poison Ivy. For the show's third season, Reagan will appear as a recurring guest star role. Season three of the show is scheduled to debut in October, uh, mid October, which is October 13th. So I'm super pumped with that. I'm happy that this show is still. Going forward, even after the, like, hiccup that was the Ruby Rose situation, (laughs) but Javicia is absolutely kicking ass as the character, so
1: I'm excited. Uh, me too, and this is perfect casting for Poison Ivy, she, they couldn't have picked a better person to play her, um... And it opens up so many questions. Are you guys watching Titans? Titans just hinted at the Oracle storyline, right? So are we going to see, that's long been rumored, a spinoff from Titans with Oracle, with Barbara Gordon. Now that they're introducing Poison Ivy, will we see a Birds of Prey? Could we potentially see the first CW HBO Max crossover with Birds of Prey? It it sure seems like they're setting it up. It does. I don't know. We'll find out. Um, Another awesome show that's doing kick-ass on the CW is Walker, obviously. Apparently, Dave Annabelle is joining the upcoming second season of the show. In a recurring role, he is set to play Dan Miller. Dan is fiercely loyal to the Davidson family and very protective of his wife. He has taken on the Davidsons' distrust of the Walkers and is clearly not going to settle into Austin without a fight. Uh huh. He's set to first appear in episode 201, so the first episode of... The second season. Now, this is interesting because you know who else is on the show? His wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it's just an all-big family thing over there. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Have you tried it yet? Have I have. Watched? I started watching it. I am a
1: fan. I'm a little late to the game, but I'm enjoying it. I'm finally catching up on my on my CW shows. Um, And, yeah, I, I really do like it. And I... I I think the chemistry there between Jared and his wife is fantastic. Right. and And now, you know, Dave joining Odette on the show is going to give it an interesting dynamic. Um, I just like how they keep it all in the family. As you guys know, you know, Odette was on Supergirl, mm-hmm. right? So the CW is loyal to their people, just keep pulling them in, and I think that's why these shows work so well. Agreed. So, but you got to displace, because it's totally different. If you were a Walker, Texas Ranger it's fan, not the same. it's not that you got to displace it. you got to go into it with a clean slate, which is what I did, because I was a fan of the original show, and if you do that you're gonna be okay if you don't you know you do might you see have, what yeah. i mean
0: when uh like the sun makes specific faces that look exactly like paddle? D- yeah I, scary. I mean like the, he clearly studied him yeah clearly studied <laughs> yeah so good it's, man. it's pretty good yes uh, recommended to all yes now the next cw project that we'll be talking about is tom swift and it's been ordered to series at the cw the show is a spinoff of nancy drew Tyen Richards made his first appearance as the character in Nancy Drew episode uh, The Castile Visitor during that show's second season. Mm. Uh, this series will follow a serialized adventures of the title Black Gay Billionaire Inventor who is thrust into the world of sci-fi conspiracy and unexplained phenomena. Oh. Uh, after a shocking disappearance of his father, the new show will debut during the 2021-2022 broadcast season, but no further premiere date has been set at this time. Just off that little bio, though, I'm pretty interested. I mean, yeah. you know, they're trying to just mix things up, and you know the CW, they're always putting out good content, especially underrated content. I think the CW is definitely the underdog when it comes to all of this shit, and they—they,
1: uh, they, I can say they were on board to, with the inclusivity and the diversity Way long before. before
0: anybody else. I
1: credit highly Berlanti for that for for doing what he did early on with the, with the CW. Um, so good for them. Uh, okay, Alex Iono. Uh Mallory Bechtel and Eric Johnson. Oh, Smallville, Eric Johnson. Okay. All right. Uh, they apparently have all joined the cast of HBO Max's Pretty Little Liars, original sin, uh, as series regulars. They're gonna appear opposite other stars, Chandler Kinney, Maya Rifko, and Bailey Madison. Um, that's interesting. Like I said, I'm still kinda up in the air about this show. I think it might be a little too soon. Yeah. But um, as I've said on previous shows, I'm a fan of Bailey Madison, so I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna right. check it out. Um, Uh, Seeing uh, Alex Iono for uh, Doogie, uh, uh, they're from Doogie uh, Kamahala, M.D., however she's going to say that. I saw a trailer, and the trailer actually... makes reference to doogie that's funny that's how she got her nickname doogie she was named after the tv show doogie hauser md so it's not there's a little play on that which i thought was interesting in the trailer yeah just wanted to throw that out there that was a quick bounce back to the mouse Exactly. now we're going
0: back to the the buddy it's Uh, it's so funny (laughs) it's so funny well HBO max has ordered a pilot for a potential uh dead boy detective series uh based on the dc comic characters created by neil Gaiman, and uh, it's it's going to be an hour-long series that follows the dead boy detectives Charles uh, Roland and Edwin Payne who have decided to enter the afterlife in order to stay on earth and investigate crimes involving the supernatural mm. Sebastian Croft and Ty Tennant are set to play Roland and Payne respectively in the upcoming third season of Doom Patrol yep. though they are not believed to be attached to the pilot at this time I would have to assume that they will be though because Berlanti does Doom Patrol and
1: he is doing this. So I mean, why would you have them in? Although they did recast Chief.
0: Mm, yeah, I mean, so they I don't did. know. It sounds very like, and correct me if I'm wrong. It sounds very like DC version Supernatural esque.
1: Uh, well, yeah, and I mean, it, it, it is, it's it's based on the same, Neil Gaiman did Sandman, he did Lucifer, so it's very much within that okay, realm. that makes sense. And it, it is kind of supernatural, except these guys are dead. Yeah. They just chose not to move on. <laughs>
0: that makes sense. You know, so, yeah, you're you're not wrong with that. Hopefully not they're not one that. of those ghosts just having sex in the mansion <laughs> or some shit. Like, I mean, you know, if you don't know what we're talking about, Doom Patrol Season 2. Oh,
1: my gosh. Have you seen the trailer for 3? No. Season 3? No. Oh, my God. It's going to be even more freaking crazy. It's going to be insane. I can't wait. Um, Hacks creator Lucia Eniello and Paul W. Downs have signed, apparently, an overall deal with Warner Brothers Television Group. Under the multi year deal, as we so often say, the duo in their Palua Productions banner will develop projects across broadcast, cable, and streaming for Warner Brothers Television. This marks the first overall deal for their company. Mm. Well, congratulations. It only makes sense when you have a huge hit like Hacks. Exactly. You get these type deals. Exactly. (laughs) I mean,
0: makes sense. Exactly. Well, heading over to Viacom CBS, and this one sucks, especially for Mr. 80s over here. (laughs) Uh, Paramount (laughs) has delayed Uh, Tom Cruise's. Tent poles Top Gun Maverick and Mission Impossible 7. Amid the surge of the Delta variant of COVID 19, Top Gun Maverick will now open in theaters May 27th of 2022 Ugh. instead of November 19th of 2021. It was, right around the corner. It was so close. It was so close. Uh, while Mission Impossible 7 will debut in September. Uh, The 30th of 2022 instead of May 27th of 2022. So that one's not that much of a pushback compared to Maverick. Um, So that really sucks. I know you're kind of butthurt about
1: it. I'm Um, really, really upset about it. I was really looking forward to seeing it, and now I'm going to have to wait a little bit longer. But to make it a little bit better for all of y'all who might be as upset as I am, I did see a little piece of information. I'm going to give it to you right now. I don't know if you've seen this uh -uh. yet, so maybe I'm giving it to you too. I know how Iceman is coming in. Oh, shit. I know how Val Kilmer is being played. Um, apparently, <laughs> Maverick, as he always does, gets himself in trouble and is likely being booted out of the Navy. And John Hamm's character, I guess, is us playing the Secretary of the Navy or some sort of huge official. And it is Iceman, Iceman himself, that convinces John Hamm's character to give. Maverick a second chance, uh. to, to not boot him, to let him try to finish what he's trying to do. And so that's where everybody's wondering, how's Iceman going to be in it? Right. What's going to be going on? What's Val Kilmer's role in it? Apparently, that's it. It, it might be something really small, yeah. just a little conversation at a bar somewhere saying, hey man, I, I would give him a chance. He's he's the guy, you know, I used to be at heads with him and like, you know, kind of, I don't know. But there you go. So
0: curious, yeah. man. I'm so curious because, I mean, if anybody's watched Val, the documentary on Amazon Studios, uh, Amazon Prime, I should say, about Val Kilmer, what his situation is right now. It's rough, man, so I'm very curious to see how this went down and how he is going to be portrayed in this one. Maybe
1: Maverick saved his life. Maybe they write that in. Maybe there was some sort of a dogfight or something, and maybe Iceman would be dead if not for Maverick saving him, and they work in the injury, and that's mm, why Iceman is saying, give him another chance because this guy, while reckless, is is the guy, you know, I don't know. That's I'm just deep. Yeah. Uh, right? throwing it uh, out there,
0: <laughs> throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, hey, as if
1: Ridley Scott needs my help. Just, exactly. so, you know, hey, you know, just whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Former Hawaii Five O co lead Scott Kahn, James Kahn's son for anybody who doesn't know, is returning to CBS with a new hour long drama in which he is also co writing and executive producing. There you go. The network is in development on Topengaland. Hmm. Not Topanga from Boy Meets World. It's not. Not not that Topanga. Topanga as in the area in California. I know you're disappointed. I would have liked Topanga Land also. I mean, hey, that would have been great. In the series, a laid-back ex-cop, Khan, works for his legendary father's private detective agency, solving cases that take him from Malibu mansions to Topanga – Hippie communes to Venice, back alleys, and everywhere in between. All while navigating a thorny relationship with his dad and the rest of his unconventional family. Mm. Now, I'm sorry, but if you don't cast James Conn as the legendary private investigator dad, epic fucking fail. It would It just makes sense. It would be a missed opportunity. (laughs) If the guy is legendary, cast a fucking legend. James Khan, Just do it. it! Just do it!
0: Oh my goodness. <laughs> Again, we're just telling you our thoughts. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, hey, Annie Wershing yes. uh, will play the Borg Queen in the second season of Star Trek. Picard, uh annie will now be the third actress to take the on the role after alice cridge played the leader of the board collective back in the film star trek first contact and in star trek voyager yep. uh, series finale susan thompson also played the character in multiple episodes of voyager exactly how the board queen will factor into season two is unknown at the moment but chances are it will involve some manner of time travel Very interesting. An an early trailer for the new season, which also gave fans a tease of John D. Lancey's return as Q, Q, hinted that the time would be a major theme in the next installment of the series. I know a lot of Trekkies are excited. I'm super excited, and that's great casting as well. I was wondering when we
1: were going to see her again. Uh, Last I remember, it was on Runaways, Mm. so I mean, I'm pumped. She's a phenomenal actress, so that's going to be really good. Um... Let's see, Paramount Plus' The Game Revival has apparently added Tim Daly, all right, Superman himself, and Toby Sandeman to the cast, and we'll also see a special appearance from original series star Kobe Bell when it premieres November 11th. Uh, Daly will play a self-made billionaire and team owner Colonel Ulysses S. Thatcher. Oh. That sounds like a southern name right, if I've ever heard exactly. one, right? Okay. Um, while Sandeman will play the top football player in the league named Garrett Evans, Bell will, of course, reprise his role of former football star Jason
0: Pitts. So that'll be interesting. I'm a huge Tim Daly fan. That's that's some good news there. So Agreed, we'll agreed. Uh, Paramount Plus also unveiled a first look at Taylor Sheridan's upcoming drama Mayor of Kingstown Ooh. during its virtual <laughs> TCA presentation this week. The 10-episode series stars Jeremy Renner and Kyle Chandler with the, uh, Taylor Hanley to play McGlutsky, uh, brother in a city where incarnation inc- is the only thriving industry. The show tackles themes of systematic racism, corruption, and inequality and provides a look into their attempt to bring order and justice to a lawless town of Kingstown. Uh, Paramount Network will uh, air the premiere event uh, for Mayor of Kingstown on November 14th following a new episode of Yellowstone, a back-to-back night of Sheridan Penn series. So that's very excited for Um, the creator himself. If you guys have not seen this trailer... Dark, deep. Oh, yeah. Deep and dark. Yeah. And Renner,
1: that's a bad motherfucker. He's so underrated. I mean, he... He's so underrated. Watch this trailer, guys, and you're going to be like, oh... Don't fuck with him. Yeah. Like, like, like yeah. It, it's, it, and, of course, Friday Night Lights, Kyle Chandler. It's going to be – it's epic. Watch the trailer. Watch the trailer. Uh, this one, not so epic. Like, do we really need another? – I'm right here with you. This is the Pet Cemetery thing. This is the Home Alone thing. This is another one. It's run its course. It's overdone. We don't need it. But apparently somebody thinks we do. Paramount Plus is set to be the exclusive home of the upcoming seventh – yes, seventh – Seventh. Paranormal Activity Film. <laughs> Oof. The streamer, that's not good enough, though. The streamer will also be launching a documentary on the making of Paranormal Activity, hmm.
2: yeah.
0: both
1: of which will co- be coming to the service in time for Halloween.
0: I just hate this form of filmmaking so much. The Blair Witch Project was something that that's where it should have stopped. That type of filmmaking should have stopped with the first one. But it was brilliant. it just kept going and going and going, and it's awful. I mean, it's basically like watching home videos. You don't want to watch home videos when you pay to go to the theaters. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. The only reason Blair Witch worked is because
1: nobody knew it was fake until it came out way later on that it was fake. The paranormal and all that, it was revealed way from the beginning that it was all just fake stories. It was supposed to be as seen on this exclusive video, but everybody knew it was fake. That's why it's never been able to kind of get what Blair Witch got. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, just just stop. I know, right? I know. Jordan Peele, you know him. Now, that's a guy who can do some horror shit. Okay. That's a guy who can do some twisted, weird shit, okay? And because he's so good at it, apparently he's getting some deals. Jordan Peele and his Monkey Paw Productions banner have inked a new creative tv partnership with universal studios group the exclusive pact files peels existing bond with the company established in 2019 under the film banner with universal pictures to deal and write and direct hit horror films such as get out and us which jointly have grossed more than 500 million dollars worldwide so again it only makes sense that they would want to keep that relationship going and what kind of creepy shits is he going to bring to tv yeah exactly. that's what
0: i'm just saying it's going to be good man oh man and the upcoming 23rd season of nbc's law and order SVU, will be without two key characters. Yeah. Jamie Gray Heider, who plays Officer Cat Timmon, and uh, Damore Barnes, who portrays Deputy Chief Christian Garland, are departing the series. Uh, their exits will be revealed during the two-hour Season 23 premiere on Thursday, September 23rd. Both were introduced back in Season 21 as recurring, and both were promoted to series regulars in Season 22 as well. So, I'm, I'm interested. I mean, I'm, with something as big and as a fucking well-oiled machine as a Law and Order series, especially SVU, why would you want to leave? Or is it something behind the scenes where you're just like, I have to leave? I have a theory. And I'm am? just gonna throw it out there because these are pretty much new characters that were introduced just within
1: the couple, last couple of years. They have significant storylines going on. It doesn't make sense right away to kind of to kind of have them just exit the series, right? but i'm thinking it's like the like it, let's let's do a sports analogy it's salary cap reasons mm. i think they're trying to clear room under the salary cap because i think the goal is a second season for organized crime and then and Stabler's coming back to the main franchise. Oh, wow. And they have to clean out room to get him in there. Oh, and wow. that's that's my theory. That is all just theory. That is rumor that is in my head that is not fact. I'm just putting that out there because it seems like they're always having budget issues on the main show. Yeah. And if you want to bring Stabler back, one, you would have to keep people out of there. And, and clean up some room, so mm-hmm. I'm just
0: – that's my thought. It's an interesting theory. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see how that goes because, <laughs> I mean, especially with the ratings being so huge for organized crime. Yeah, well,
1: uh, but I think that's because of Stabler. I think everybody would be fine if that one ended and they brought Stabler back. Yeah. It's not like they would have to ditch the characters from organized crime because no. they were bouncing back and forth between the shows anyway. Exactly.
0: So I don't know. I know. Just my thoughts. Just his thoughts. Well, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air drama reboot series at the Peacock, Bel-Air, has a new cast member, Jabari Banks, in the lead role. Banks (laughs) will play the role of Will who was played by the one only will smith in the original 90s sitcoms uh banks was informed by smith himself that he had landed the part in the video which he can be seen above uh if you watch the link uh somewhere banks is currently <laughs> lives in west philadelphia where is also the birthplace of the character obviously he graduated from the university of arts in philadelphia in 2020 in addition to acting, he is a songwriter, singer, and rapper, and also a basketball player. So I mean, he fits the role perfectly. I mean, c- could have it been more destined? The guy's name is Banks. Yeah.
1: It's the Banks family that 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 Fresh Prince goes to. He's born and raised in West Philadelphia. If he got his ass kicked on the playground playing basketball, I mean, I think it was just only been exactly just unbelievable. Uh, the Vampire Academy series at Peacock has set the main cast for its season one. The show will star Sissy. Stringer, Daniel Neves, Kieran Moore, Andre Day, Kim, J. August Richards. Hey, hey, all right. Our, our guy from Council of Dads. We love that. Uh, Anita Joy Uwa, Mia McKenna Bruce, Rian Blundell, Jeanette Kaiser, and Andrew Liner. The series takes place at St. Vladimir's Academy, which isn't just a boarding school. It's a hidden place where vampire royals are educated and half-human teens trained to protect them from the savage Strigoi vampires mm. who would like to see them destroyed. Very interesting. Very interesting.
0: Vampires are always very popular, so I wouldn't be surprised if this one is a hit. So you know how that goes. I agree. Yeah. Uh, NBC's Any Live. Uh, the Sun Will Come Out <laughs> has booked a Jane Krasowski. Yeah. As Lily St. Riggs. Krasowski reunites with her unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt co-star Titus Burgess in the live holiday musical as she will play the sassy and sticky-fingered partner of his swindler, uh, Rooster Hannigan, the character duo will plot to get rich and duet on Easy Street. So, that's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, these musicals, like they go over so well as on ABC and NBC. So I'm excited for it. And Annie's a classic. So, oh, yeah.
1: You know. I mean, just anything with Harry Connick Jr., and I'm in. And Jen Krakowski's fantastic. Agreed. So that's going to be great. All right, jump into Sony. We have. We have. I know a lot of people are going to be disappointed about this, but it just makes sense, and maybe eventually we'll get one, but not right now. Sony's Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and by the way, if you haven't seen that trailer, what the fuck, watch that trailer. So good. It's apparently been given an official rating, finally, PG-13. I know a lot of fans were out there were hoping that we would finally see an R1, seeing that Deadpool's been successful, seeing that we could get a little bit more violent on Disney+, Plus with, with, with the Marvel stuff. But it's not happening guys. PG-13. Mm. Oh, apparently that's for intense sequences of violence and action, some strong language, disturbing material, and suggestive references.
0: Yeah. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> Which it's weird too because you feel like I mean, Venom would definitely be a great rated R movie. I mean, the, the Carnage
1: is a serial killer, literally. <laughs> like I mean, you would think if they were gonna do it, I think they're being held back because the goal is always to get Tom Holland's Spider-Man into these films. That's what it is, and they—I they, just don't think they can—they can do that. Yeah, so you know, I think that's why. Yeah,
0: you gotta draw that fine line. Uh, Sony has pushed back the release date for Ghostbusters Afterlife. Another one bites the dust. I, go ahead and say it. 80s. 80s another 80s, 80s one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Blockbuster sequel will now uh, open on November 19th instead of November 11th. So, I mean, that's not much of a pushback uh, for now. No. Anyway, you never know. Sony has postponed Ghostbusters Afterlife several times amid COVID-19 crisis, but the studio has remained determined to keep the film on the big screen, which we appreciate appreciate especially for a beloved franchise like this one that we can all just forget about the third one so it's fine the one that did not exist but yeah i'm super pumped and uh a little a little teaser uh we talked to the casting director of this one yes you know that's next week stay tuned stay Uh tuned but yeah, guys, I mean, that sucks. This next one is by no surprise. I yeah, know this you're is, happy this about this.
1: this is like the anybody who didn't see this one coming would just, I don't know what was wrong with you because it was the most obvious story that was going to happen. Last three weeks, Sony yeah. has fired Mike Richards as the executive producer of Jeopardy! and Wheel of Fortune. Michael Davies, the Who Wants to Be a Millionaire executive producer, will take over the production duties in the interim. Richards' exit comes a little more than a week after he was forced to step down as Jeopardy host, just nine days after he was tapped to succeed Alex Trebek as host, um, Richards currently has a rich overall deal at Sony, so discussions on the fate of his relationship at the studio are currently underway. Fucking, you have cause. Yeah, you have literally cause. Don't do a fucking less Moonves shit, okay? Don't give the man a fucking luxury office and a huge salary. Gut him. Get rid of him. Just that's all I'm saying. He's got
0: a long-term deal with it. Fuck that. Right. Hey, I mean, Break that shit. Pay him to- out. Just get him out mm. because he's not good for business. Exactly. Just saying. Ooh. Just saying. Uh, Head <laughs> note MGM. Uh, they released the final trailer for No Time to Die. Ooh. And what Daniel Craig said that would be his final trailer. Final time playing the one and only 007. It's true. The trailer opening provides a look back on Bond's history and what has brought him to this point in No Time to Die. Uh, Bond has left an active service as enjoying a tranquil life in Jamaica. His piece is short-lived, though, when his old friend Felix later uh, from the CIA turns up asking for help. Uh, the mission to rescue a kidnapped scientist turns out to be far more treacherous, treacherous than expected. Thank you, Tweety Bird. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> leading Bond into a trail of mysterious villains <laughs> armed with dangerous and new technology. Now, the film is set to hit U.S. theaters on October 8th, but this is... Another one that we might never see because of fucking COVID. It's true. I wouldn't be surprised within the next couple weeks if the numbers keep spiking. We're going to go back to like it was lockdown and people pulling shit off the theatrical release schedule. And that could be twist That could be <laughs> That villain more twist than Tweety um, Bird.
2: Okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, jump into Lionsgate. This is one that will it, won't it, will it, won't it, will it, won't it. Well, apparently it will. The question is... Do we want it? Uh, A new Expendables movie is apparently in the works with Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone among the cast members returning to the Elite Mercenaries Task Force with carrying out perilous missions. Now, along with Statham and Stallone, franchise vets Dolph Lundgren and Rendy Couture are reprising their roles for the fourth installment as well. But get this, they're being joined by some newcomers. And it's Fifth Cent, Curtis Jackson himself, Megan Fox, Tony Ja are joining the series. The film from Lionsgate and Millennium Media will begin production this fall. Now, I was a fan of Megan Fox. Was it was? I'm I no longer. I just mm, you know eh, you, you know.
0: know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did um hasn't done anything great recently. So no, I mean Machine Gun Killing. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know. Like I said, hasn't done anything great. ha! <laughs> but I mean Woo! the just... Expendables is just like the definition of a star stubbed action movie. Like literally definition so i mean i always thought they were entertaining so let's see how the next one does Hopefully i just hope they don't go forever yeah too. i just i think i think
1: sly is trying to make expendables like you know the fast and furious let's shit. not Let, let's not do that let's not
0: let's just not uh um, netflix heading over to the streaming giant this is huge everybody's been waiting for it man we announced this probably like two or three years ago. Um, all 180 episodes of the classic 90s sitcom Seinfeld are launching October 1st on Netflix. We told you about it. Netflix acquired the rights of Seinfeld back in 2019 yep. an expensive five-year, $500 million deal with Sony Television which controls the distribution of the former NBC series. Uh, then, the show will stay under the streaming deal with Hulu. What? Really? Interesting. Uh, Where it stayed until June of this year. Since June, though, Seinfeld has not been available on any streaming platform, so that makes sense because it's going there. But, I mean, you know, everybody's been waiting for this one. Everybody loves Seinfeld. It's one of the best sitcoms ever, so... And and it's just... Goes to the whole confusing
1: thing of these streaming services, right? Now that these studios have their own streaming services, yeah. this is what you paid half a billion dollars to get the rights to a show and you had to wait two years before you could show it. Yeah. That's insane to me. Like, hey, we're gonna give you five hundred million dollars. Call us in a couple of years. We'll 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 swap. Yeah. We'll swap.
0: That is insane to me. It that really is. Just is. Crazy. And I mean, basically, if you think about it, because a Cobra Kai and this one, and probably multiple other ones, Sony's streaming service is basically Netflix. Oh, yo, yo without like, doubt, <laughs> without
1: doubt. Yeah, I mean, it, sh- go figure. Yep, I mean, exactly. Will they ever do one of their own? I don't know. I don't know. I will say rumors are picking up again about Disney buying Sony. Mm. At least the film division that would definitely because right? Sony's in electronics. You know yeah. the they, the film division is just a part of it, right? But um, the the rumors apparently are they want Spider Man, yeah, and the rumors are ramping up that Disney's going to make a play for Sony, it, it, if not all of Sony, the film division for sure, and that's going to be really interesting for sure. Um, this one again, why? Why Netflix has picked up the global rights to the latest installment of. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm. Why? I don't know. The <laughs> new movie takes place years after the shocking events of the original, in a setting where Leatherface hasn't been seen or heard from since. The cast includes Elise Fisher, Sarah Yarkin, Jacob Lattimore, and Moe Dunford.
0: Mm. Mo Dunford. Sorry.
1: Um. Yeah. Why?
0: I was never a big fan of any of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I Massacters was not either. either so. I just. I just, you know, okay. unnecessary. I make, I feel like it's a cheap knockoff of Halloween, in my opinion. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Huge and, fan of this, though. Yeah. Vanessa Kirby has formed a creative partnership with former employer Netflix, where she will develop, produce a slate of feature films. Kirby, who starred as Princess Margaret in the streamer's royal hit, The Crown, will work with former film force senior executive Lauren Dark under Kirby's new incorporated... Alona uh, entertainment banner their aim is to focus on projects that explore the spectrum of female experience to aim to make a high-end engrossing stories um for universal appeal that's absolutely amazing
1: Yeah, Vanessa Kirby is, like, one of the most underrated actresses out there right now. I think she's phenomenal in, like, every fucking thing she does. Um, So good for Netflix, for Land and her. That's going to be huge for them. Agreed. Um, More casting news for uh, Kevin Hart and Mark Wahlberg's movie Me Time. Apparently, Regina Hall is set to join them in the flick.
0: Details on what character she's going to play are unknown at this time. Of course. But as soon as we know you'll know. Of course, always, always. This next one heading over to Amazon and I'm surprised they took a risk with this guy. Dave Franco is our. <laughs> not Dave. Dave's the good one. James That's is right. the bad one. Uh, Dave Franco is set to direct. <laughs> so no risk. No, no risk, risk. No risk. It's good. It's good. It's <laughs> uh, set to direct uh, Somebody I Used to Know, a romantic comedy starring Allison Bree, Jay Ellis, and Chrissy Clemens. Franco and Brie co wrote the script for the film, which is being developed at Amazon Studios as we speak. Uh, Somebody I Used to Know follows a workaholic Allie who reunites. With an ex-boyfriend on a trip to her hometown, the rendavis, rendavu, rendezvous, rendezvous, <laughs> rendezvous, uh, that makes her start to what's in qu- your coffee, question uh, exactly? <laughs> uh, to question all of her prior life choices. The turn of events only get more confusing when she meets Cassidy, a younger woman who reminds her of the person she used to be. Oh. Yeah.
1: Hey, I'm gonna say it. I was today years old when I found out that Franco and Allison Brie were married. I had no idea they were no a couple. Idea. I didn't know either. None. None. I don't know how we missed that. Right? right? There you go. Good for them for working together though and he's not the bad one.
0: Exactly. <laughs> not the bad one.
1: <laughs> the Dead Ringer series at Amazon has added both Jennifer Ailey and Emily Mead in recurring roles. They joined previously announced series lead Rachel Weiss, as well as cast members Michael Churnis, Poppy Lou, Brittany Alford, and Jeremy Shamos. Now the series will see, as we've told you, Weiss playing the double lead role of Elliot and Beverly Mantle, twins who share everything. Drugs, lovers, and an unapologetic desire to do whatever it takes, including pushing the boundaries on medical ethics in an effort to challenge antiquated practices and bring women's health care to the forefront.
0: This is such an interesting story. I'm so curious. Um, <laughs>
1: and now with the whole like big kind of abortion swing going back into I, I have to imagine that's going to play heavily into oh, this yeah. storyline. For so.
0: sure. Woo! For sure. Well, now heading to uh, Apple, the third chapter of Dickinson will be its last. Oh. Uh, Apple TV Plus. Plus announced that the series starring Haley Steinfeld will wrap with the upcoming season three, which has set to launch in November. The first three episodes will debut November 5th with the remaining seven uh, bowing on ensuing Fridays. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, I kind of like when they do this. It gives me something to look forward to. But then at the same time, I'm like, I just want to watch it all. Yeah, cause. this one totally makes sense to me
1: though because Hawkeye is about to debut and we know Hawkeye is setting up the Young Avengers and so I think Haley's going to be pretty fucking busy. Yeah. And so <laughs> I feel like Agreed. she she didn't have time to keep doing Dickinson so yeah. it only makes sense. Um, Speaking of former Avengers that aren't so busy anymore and you were wondering what they were going to do well, Apple Studios has apparently set a high profile project that will re-team Scarlett Johansson and Chris Evans in Ghosted, yes. directed by Dexter Fletcher. Now, details are being kept under wraps, but the project is being described as a high-concept romantic action-adventure in the vein of romancing the stone. Remember that with Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas? So that'll be fun. That will be I fun. Mean, Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson have always had that kind of relationship where you always thought they were together, but they were never together, but you thought they were
0: together kind of thing. So that chemistry is going to play really well on screen, I think. I agree, too. I completely agree. But, I mean, it's going to be so hard for people to, like... Action adventure, they're just going to look at these two like Natasha and fucking yeah, and Steve. Steve. I so, mean, it's true. Oh, it's, it's so true. funny. And uh, if
1: they should totally poke fun at the Avengers they if, they, if they do that. They, they should, should. i be mean, just saying
0: um, Apple Studios has greenlit Raymond and Ray a new feature film that unites Ewan McGregor and Ethan Hawke in a story of two half brothers who uh, reunite at a funeral of their father McGregor will play Raymond while Hawk will portray Ray both whom grapple with the legacy of their difficult relationship with their demanding parent according to the log line somehow they will they still each have a sense of humor and their father's funeral is a chance for them to reinvent themselves. Oh, uh, there's anger, there's pain, and there's folly. Nah, there will be love, but it's definitely going to be grave digging.
1: Oh, oh, what, what, <laughs> whoa! What does this whoa, mean? I don't even know, but I can totally see you and McGregor and Ethan Hawke as brothers. Yeah, even just
0: half brother. That that's great casting. I think so. so that's going to be pretty cool. Pumped about it, man. Super pumped about it. Well, now it is time for the one and only yes. Matt Hamilton. To come on the show and talk about Turner and Hooch and basically anything and everything. Sit back, crack open a brewski. I mean, <laughs> you guys know we have fun with it. I mean, seriously.
1: And he may be the first guest who's actually dropped more F-bombs than me. Seriously? I'm just saying. <laughs> and in a great way, though. I, I fucking love it. I have to see what I did there <laughs> Ah,
0: So good, man. So good. Well... Here he is, Matt yeah. Hamilton. Welcome
1: inside the Crazy Ant Farm, man.
0: How are you tonight?
3: I'm excellent. How are you guys?
1: <laughs> we're doing fantastic, buddy. Fantastic. Well, I mean, why,
3: why Crazy Ant Farm? What does that mean?
1: <laughs> I- All right. So, so the, the the name of our company is Crazy Ant Media. So that's where 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 the name What's Inside you? the Crazy Ant Farm comes. Uh, you know, yeah, it's just a play off the name of the company name.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so and, right. and we're crazy. So exactly. you know, it's we the- are uh, <laughs> fellow
0: filmmakers. We just got done shooting our first film yeah, uh so man. we're very excited about that we're trying to get oh, anywhere congrats, in ev- ev- thank Thanks, you we really appreciate That's
3: it cool. it's, hey it's hard to make a movie what's the what's the movie
0: it's called Deadlines. Uh, it's a
1: it's a drama suspense kind of uh, deals with a lot of different issues, man. Uh, it's pretty heavy. It's got racism and and, and uh, equality and just gun violence and a bunch of different issues that it deals with. But it's got a it's a fun you know it's a, it deals with it in an entertaining kind of a way, and it's got a nice little twist right. ending that nobody sees coming at the end. So basically, uh, to get boy, people man.
0: to talk about the gray area in yeah. <laughs> life, trying to make people yeah. comfortable with being uncomfortable. That's right right yeah so, man cool. living the Congrats, dream guys that's
2: cool
1: <laughs> oh, thanks man it'll be available on amazon and run the circuit the the film festival circuit so we'll let you know you can watch <laughs> all right Deal. fantastic we're pretty pumped by the way tonight because it's uh, you know we, we get to we get to interview the big dog himself so yeah. you know come on now <laughs> By the way, that's fantastic. I love the big dog. That was too funny, man. Too funny. But how we want to jump into this thing, because what we like to do is just kind of tell everybody how you kind of got started in the industry, man. Was acting something you always knew you wanted to do, or did you kind of just fall into it, or how'd that happen, man?
3: I kind of got in backwards. So, (laughs) like, when I was younger, I was, um, uh, I I did, like, you know, plays in school and shit like that. But, uh... I, I, I was always a writer when I was a kid. I was always writing short stories, but writing them as movies. So I remember my first year of university, I took a writing class that had uh, three parts to it, like poetry, short fiction, and screenwriting. Ooh. And the screenwriting thing was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. And so I left the university after one year and went to Vancouver Film School. Nice. For screenwriting. Mm-hmm. So I got my education there, and my first feature I wrote won this contest. I got this agent in New York, and I was like, 20 or 20 fucking how old was Was like 22 and i was like <laughs> yeah. oh i'm gonna be rich perfect hell yeah <laughs> going for and it I just, I just did that young like stupid thing where i just waited for the script to make me money it made me a little bit of money off right. an option but nothing really and and i didn't really do much writing so i went back to university finished my degree then started doing kind of like shorts and sketches and things like that mm-hmm. and acting in them and a friend of mine who's an actor she was like you need to go get an agent you need to do this i was in victoria at the time which mm-hmm. is an hour and a half ferry ride from Vancouver and she was like you need to go over to Vancouver get an agent all the stuff and I was like uh, okay <laughs> so I did and then um, yeah so I got an agent and then I booked a com- uh, like a commercial like the first month and then a TV movie Second month, and I was like, "Oh, this is easy." Oh shit <laughs> yeah. and then then you go into that thing where it's like, as a young actor, like I didn't fucking know anything. Um, and I wasn't even that young either. It was like I, I didn't start acting like that. I was like twenty nine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, you, know, you go like a year and a half without booking anything. You're like, "Oh yeah, yeah right. This is really hard." Yeah, really hard. yeah. Um. So I kind of I kind of did that. and I kind of worked my way up doing like you know you do the one day roles on shows and movies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and then. I remember the first time. The first time I booked Supernatural, I was like five days on set, and I was like, yeah. Well, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> I just assumed it was a one day thing, and I was like, "Oh, cool." Yeah. And so then you then you start to kind of get the roles, the opportunities, and the roles get a little bigger and stuff like that. Until
1: well, yeah, until I feel here. like Supernatural's a gateway, right? That thing was on forever, and like the fan base and cult yeah. from that show is huge. You get on that show, you're like, huge. "No, I'm 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 going to get something from this for sure."
3: Mm. Oh, it's huge. I it's man. That show went like fifteen, yeah, 15 yeah,
1: and, and only the ended. Were still huge for us. Yeah, it only ended because they wanted to end it. Like the yeah. CW guy was like, "We'll keep that going until they're done." <laughs> I
0: mean, you know, so yeah. that's awesome, man. That's such yeah, an awesome crazy. story, and I mean, we hear both sides of the spectrum. How important education in acting is in entertainment industry, and how you can just go to the school of hard knocks and learn as you go. <laughs> so, where do you right. fall on that spectrum? Was it beneficial to you personally
3: to go back to school and finish your education for it? For, for my screenwriting, it, it definitely was. So, I was at a point where um, I had done, a, I had written a couple features and. I had a thing optioned at one point. Uh I got hired to rewrite a script that actually never shot. And so I had done a little bit of stuff when I went back and I was like, why, like, why the hell am I going back to Like writing with 21 year old kids is not going to help me fucking do anything. Right. But that was just me being naive and whatever. And yeah, out of that, out of that kind of, because not only do you write more, but you read more. Mm. You're reading everyone's stuff. And then that kind of just keeps like the muscle in your brain that is your writing muscle. Definitely. It's probably a good way to describe it. Yeah, right, right there. there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have
1: you know, to be a little talking, this to be in the industry, man. It's like, you know. Fucking no shit. Even <laughs> right that.
3: And so, uh, what I had done is I met some people and cultivated some really cool relationships that's in it. university and some people that I have written stuff with and still are in contact with and done stuff. So I, I thought it was really beneficial specifically for screenwriting. I mean, I can't speak to like acting school uh-huh. and stuff like right. that because I think that's a bit of a different thing. Like, it's kind of I think some acting classes can be great, but you can learn a lot. But an actual school, because you can have, like, listen, if you go to an accounting school, even if you're really stupid, eventually you'll learn accounting. (laughs) Right. right? (laughs) Some form of it. There's people out there who can't fucking act. Yeah. 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 And you can teach them about subtext and all this shit all you want, but some people just can't do it. Right. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. And I mean, like, I think a lot of schools are filled with people who dream to do stuff like that and just aren't good enough. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah
0: exactly and we talk about that works, too dude. yeah exactly yeah. we talk about that as well like there has to be a point in your life where you've been doing it for so many years and maybe it's just not your thing you have to accept yeah. it you know like maybe you gotta take a step back you can still be involved in the entertainment industry in some sort of capacity but maybe you're not an actor like right. if you're 39 right. about to hit 40 and been trying to do it for 20 years
3: maybe it's not your thing <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> That, I know I talked to my buddy about this and he was like the, the tricky thing is how do you tell somebody to give up on their dream? Yeah. See? yeah 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 but at the same time like you said if it's been 20 years and you've booked like two real things Yeah and that's no, right and none of them has been more than a day on set it's like that, the industry kind of tells you
1: it does. Something. It does.
3: And it's all about... It's kind of a thanks, but no thanks.
1: Yeah, exactly. and it's all about the uh, support system, right? The group of people. Mm-hmm. You, you you don't want to surround yourself with a bunch of yes people that are going to tell you to keep doing it. Yo, oh my God, you're so great. You're amazing. You need those real yeah. people in your life that'll be like, hey man, you're a great writer, but you shouldn't be in front of the fucking camera. You just, you can't get, yeah. you know, you yeah. can't do that shit. So, so figure, yeah. you need those people in your life and in, in that circle, right? So I think that's we talk about right. that too, that that the support system that you have, you you know, because it's a tough mental game in this industry, man. I mean, you got to yeah. have some thick skin, and you got to be able to deal with a lot of rejection. And, and you know, like you said, that you, you can go months and months and months and book one thing. You know, you're auditioning yeah. constantly. So if you if you're not strong, if you're not there mentally, you, I mean, you shouldn't be doing it.
3: Yeah, someone once described the industry to me. As, they're like, it's a sea of no's with a couple of yeses sprinkled in.
0: Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah very much. Thank you. That's like, it. That's perfect. That's perfect. Well, I mean, yeah. you brought it up and we're huge fans of it. So let's talk about it. Supernatural. What was that yep. process like when you first got cast in this thing? Were you just like, holy fuck, my life is about to change.
3: <laughs> yeah. It, it was really, well, I didn't even think that far ahead because I didn't really, uh, when did I first do it? Was I even on Instagram back then? I don't even remember. <laughs> um, but I, I didn't really get the cultural relevance of the show since, like, I but I knew it was a big Vancouver show, right? And so, like I said, I first got it, and it was like five days. I was like, "Whoa, fucking cool!" Yeah, right. So I, got, <laughs> I got to shoot my first episode with a guy who I met, who we're still buddies to this day. Who played like my I can't remember for brothers on the show or mm-hmm. cousins or I think IMDb screwed our credits up. They have me as uh, a sheriff. Yeah, they yeah, did. I saw did. that. Yeah, which, which I'm not. I wasn't. I was one of the <laughs> Woolworth brothers. But uh, that's so much better uh, than sheriff. Yeah. <laughs> I had a weird name. I was like Bob. Bu- 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 I can't remember. Anyway, but <laughs> it was cool. It was cool, like doing it because uh, there came a point where it's like I was watching Jensen do his thing, and I was mm. like, "I think I think I could do that." Yeah, hell yeah, I think I could do that. I mean, he's way far ahead of the game at this point, but it's like you see how they and those two dudes were so awesome. Like we, you know, everyone talks about the divas and stuff like that. And yeah, there are, there certainly are, but. It's, it's kind of like any any job is going to be assholes. Right. You know what I mean? Even if it's people that don't aren't trying to be assholes, it's just long hours, early morning, you don't know what they got going on. They might have a young kid at home, they didn't sleep, What they might be on drugs, you know? Yeah, you never <laughs> know. it is. Yeah. But sometimes you know who's on drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's
1: right. some breaking exclusive did. stuff for us right now, bro? No, no, I'm nah, just kidding. Nah, I'm kidding. We nah. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't. Um, but,
3: <laughs> Jensen and uh, Jared were so fucking cool And so rad and, J- and Jensen just had like I think his kid was about a year and a half yeah, um, At the time But he was like Didn't have any attitude about it And everyone And that kind of bleeds down through the show
2: mm-hmm.
3: Because everyone Because at that point I think I was on season 9 So yeah. everyone Most of the cast and crew Most of the crew had It kind of stayed the same So everyone's kind of friends And it was a cool vibe and it was a lot of fun. And then, you, like, I did Arrow, too. And it went to that show. And that was a fucking whole different scene. I can imagine. Like, no, Nobody wanted to be there. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Everyone fucking hated it. And it was... But, I mean, as a, that show was, like, I think I was in the premiere of season four. So we're three days into the shooting new season. And it does, like, night shoots.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
3: Because it all shoots at night. Yeah. So it's right at the beginning of people's sleep schedule changing and, and stuff like that. And they're behind and and it was just like i remember when i finished rapping i was like get me the fuck out of shit <laughs> like, and it wasn't like it wasn't like anyone specific like like i had my stuff with steven and he was super cool with me sure and we chatted baseball and he was exhausted yeah cuz it was filming up to 3 in the morning and i remember remember there's this one part where we were behind and the director in my scene i had to like he wakes up in a cargo plane And we've drugged him. And I have to tell him to do a bunch of shit before he goes skydiving. Yeah. And so I like pull my gun and I walk while I'm telling him stuff. But they wanted to do it on like two different runners. Mm. And so I had to change my angle like halfway through the walk. I for one camera but not go too far for the other one. Right. (laughs) Oh, goodness. I was constantly in my head about that shit. And then at one point, people are getting like really annoyed. Cause it's like we're two hours behind. And we like we're gonna go. We're going into overtime, and this is a big deal. Oh yeah! And at one point, we're about to shoot, and I just kind of raise my gun and do this for the camera guy. <laughs> and he goes, no, "No, no, no! You can't see your face, dude." If, I'm like, "That you got to put the camera, the the gun down like this." I'm like, "Oh, okay, sure, no problem." Yeah, like, I'll bring a- it to here. Great. And then the other camera goes, "Hey man, what are you doing? Uh, you got to fucking put. He's gonna knock it right of your hand. Point at his head." Oh my god. And then i
0: are like,
3: eh, what's that? Like, uh, I don't know. Wait, should I? And Steven could tell that I was like I didn't like I didn't know what the fuck to do. Yeah, People yeah. Are whatever, and Stephen goes, Hang on, Matt, put the gun here. You guys figure it out outside of that.
1: That's a, see
3: there you go. Oh, thank God. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like waiting for the – Matt, what the fuck are you doing? Are you Why'd you hire me? Oh, my gosh. I love that.
1: You know what? Both of those stories though, like the, the total differences in the set of Supernatural and Arrow. But the one thing yeah. I take away from like when you said with Jensen, it's like, hey, I, I think maybe I can do this, Right being on a set is invaluable whether it's a great experience yeah. or a rough experience like arrow right you learn yeah. something and, and that you yeah. can't get that in a school or you can't get that no. that's the kind of stuff that if you're not on set you're not getting and so any role is valuable right so to kind of get that yeah. game going so i love hearing that i love hearing both sides yeah of
3: it. well and also you talk to like People like I've never done like background work or stuff like that, but I think if that's a way to if you're really interested in acting, Uh that's a good way to get in. Absolutely. When I first jumped on set, I I had no fucking idea what set etiquette was, other than like shit. uh, (laughs) I did, you know what I mean? Right. So I, but I knew enough not to just run my mouth and go up to people and grab shit, and I was just like, okay, be quiet, do your shit, get the hell out. That's it, kind of thing. But. When you're, if you work background or you, or stand in or something like that, you get a really, really good sense of like what's acceptable, how sets are run, uh-huh. how good sets are run, how bad sets are run. Yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like movies. You can learn a lot from a great movie. You can learn even more from a shitty one. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that's a, yeah that's a good way to put it. Like being like being on set is the best kind of acting
0: absolutely yeah that's fantastic here and especially for all the listeners out there trying to break into the entertainment industry but we want to talk about the big one the one that you're on for tuner and turner and hooch on uh, disney plus right now it's huge for disney plus and let's start at the very beginning how did you get cast in this one did you hear about it through the grapevine or did you just kind of go into like
3: a cattle call yeah, it was kind of like uh, I was shooting a movie in the interior of British Columbia,
2: uh-huh.
3: a place called Kelowna. It's uh, like wine country, lake country, that kind of thing. So I shoot a movie and I got the audition. I, I read it and I was like, oh, man, this is right up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah This is exactly the shit I want to do. I love doing cop stuff. Yeah. And I like I love doing comedy. There you so go. I was like this. And you don't, you don't get it like in Vancouver, you don't get a lot. There's not a lot of comedy here. No, there's not a lot of comedy
0: not. there. No, <laughs> no.
3: So if you don't really get the opportunity that much. I try and bring it in when I when I do. Like I did, I've done a lot of those like TV movies. And when I got cast as like the best friend, I try and you know, your job is essentially like ex- expo dump. Like, yeah, here's basically. Exposition. Here's <laughs> exposition. So I usually kind of rewrite my dialogue or try and improv it or just try and make it interesting or funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's going to be my role. So, I tried to bring comedy into stuff, but never actually, like, full comedy. So, I was super excited, and I I taped, um, I taped it in a hotel room. My friend Becky, she read for me, and she would finish, she's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that was, yeah, this guy's for sure in your alley. (laughs) Hell yeah. And then, a buddy of mine was, uh, he's a reader for the casting company, and I was just chatting to him one day about, I don't know, whether we're gonna meet up or or go pigeon putting or whatever, Mm -hmm. like, uh. Oh, I can't. I got to go in. We're doing Turner and Hooch callback. Like, I didn't get a fucking callback. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> and uh, he goes, hey, let me check. And he looked. He said, oh, they haven't got to your role yet. So whatever. And because it was COVID, so I got my callback. So because it was COVID, we had to do it over Zoom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's, and so in my audition, I kind of improv a bunch of shit too.
0: Uh-huh.
3: So you do, so you do the Zoom callback and, but it's tricky, right? Because on Zoom on your phone when somebody laughs or something, their screen pops up.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah.
3: And so I had, and there was, like, uh, Matt Nix was on. He's the showrunner. And Mike Horowitz is there, the EP. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, network people. There's casting people. There was the reader, um, who was my buddy. Um, and, yeah, there was, and So, and because I was like, oh, you know what? I fucking got that callback, and I had improv a lot. I'm just going to kind of do something similar. Yeah. Yeah. So i do it, but then every time someone would laugh, the screen would change. <laughs> Super distracting. Like yeah. It, and it's like, it's kind of distracting, but then they were like, uh, Matt was like, okay, so this is what happens after, just so you know, let's do it again and just give you that information. Right. And so I got to kind of riff on that stuff too. And uh, it went like, it, it was one of those ones where it finished and I went, okay, I crushed it. If I don't get it, it's all good. Right. Yeah. yeah, I just did yeah. What I did. yeah. That That's what I did. I'm happy with what I did. If they went want to go another way with it. It's well, out of my control. I mean,
1: I, I got to tell you, I absolutely love the character. I mean, it, it, yeah. it, he is like the guy that you want to hate. But you can't. You can't. You can't hate him. You just kind yeah. of feel for this guy, and it's like as much as he's like a total douche, right? You're like yeah. – but, but we love this guy. I mean – and you're like, I guess, the learning lesson, right? Like every week he's yeah. – the lesson yeah. learned is this guy bringing something that you're going to be like, well, that's what not to do. This guy – you know, yeah. I just – and last week's episode, I, I mean, with, with just everything about it, it's like, you know, the interaction back and forth with you're making the guy sit and he's, you no, know, you just safeguard the cars. You're going to sit in a tree or yeah. whatever. That back yeah, and yeah. forth between the two of y'all was just brilliant. You're just like, no, that that's what I said. You're, you're doing that. And I was just <laughs> dying. I mean, it's so good, man. Was a lot of that ad lib? Do you have a lot of free
3: play on that type set? Like when yeah. you're doing it? Yeah. They do. And so I remember my first day going in, the first scene I shot was that boardroom scene in the first episode, like my first episode. Yeah. And so I kind of went, you know, it's a big show and all these people. And I met some people at the the read-throughs of episode two and three. Uh But I just kind of went, fuck, you know what? They hired me to do this shit. I'm going to kind of, you know, freelance. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And they loved it. They loved it. And so it just became a thing where they were always like, I'd always do one kind of close to the script or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes I would go too much. But they, <laughs> they really like they really like the banter that happens with like me and Brandon, me and Josh. Oh yeah, and they just kind of let us. They let us riff a lot of times. Like that one scene you're talking about with Brandon, like they like they just kind of let us go with that.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's and fantastic. There's one,
3: there's one line he had that oh, fuck. I wish they kept It was so funny. So we're, I'm doing that thing where it's like, oh, you gotta go, but over here, but it's the furthest part.
2: Yeah,
3: and I, I remember I said, I, I go, yeah, but it's the really fur- far part. You know? <laughs> but the further, the further, the better. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> How was <is> that It's <laughs> Funny, but they, they didn't keep it. But it, uh, it, was, uh, it was good. It yeah. really, like I get paired with Brandon in uh, episode eight or nine, I think. Oh I my gosh. Yeah. So how? we we get we get to do a bunch more funny shit. How he's way.
1: able I, to I, keep that straight face though the whole time is yeah. just I'm just dying the whole I mean how does he not oh, he's, break? He's fantastic. He's,
3: de- he's definitely the most out of me him and Josh. He's the most professional. Right? <laughs> like jo- Josh breaks first, and the moment he breaks, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> but Brandon can keep Brandon can keep it together. I I can see he that. Did. I can see that. Yeah,
0: that's so freaking funny, and I mean. With it being such a fun set and it seems like everybody is gelling really well and kind of like this family yeah. dynamic, are there any like funny stories or, or in like embarrassing stories that you can tell us on here exclusively?
3: <laughs> exclusively. Um, I think because we shot during COVID, we like we weren't really allowed to do around, it. Really yeah, that makes sense outside it. Unfortunately, because we had even near the end of the shooting, I we kind of had organized, uh, I had my buddy who owns a bar, we do this rent it out and do. Uh, rap party, but yeah, yeah. Then all these numbers, COVID numbers spiked, and yeah, like and eh, well, that's off. So we didn't really get to hang out that much mm. outside, aside from the odd beer here and there. But yeah, um, but the cat, like every, like that, that was a rare show. Like there was no, there was no assholes in that set. Like everyone was really cool. Everyone was really welcoming. Josh, Josh had to do like, like handling those dogs is, is no joke, man. Can imagine those things are fucking good. His hands after on episode three. Already old calf stop Oh, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Just, just from the leashes. And so this, and he was in almost all the time, and he's got all the work to do, and he's doing all this shit. He's got a young kid with him up. And he was in Vancouver when we we're shooting, and, uh, and he, he never complained, ever complained. Wow. He always had a good attitude. He was always super fun and agreeable, and he was really open to, and, he, and he's great improv, too. So it's like when we're doing something and it's like, hey, I want to try something after this, he goes, yeah, fucking let's go. <laughs> and it's, it's awesome.
0: Hell yeah. Something I think is yeah. really special about this show is because, you know, being on Disney+, Plus, of course there's, like, the Marvel action-packed, but I didn't know what to expect with this one. But then, literally, the first and second episode, there's, like, explosions happening, <laughs> there's gunfights. Yeah. Like, this is really freaking entertaining. So I was really happy to see that. And with that, is there a lot of stunts that you get to perform, or do you got a stunt guy that t- steps in for you?
3: Uh, Both. I got to do... I got to do um, my own stunts, but also had a stunt guy. So yeah. the last episode, where I get flipped up. Yeah, I, I don't physically actually get flipped up. They shot that with a splinter unit. Yeah, but uh, I got to hang upside down and do all that shit, and, there you and go. go up to cut my rope. Nice, like <laughs> uh, man. You get dizzy real quick. Oh, I bet, man. Let me, let me tell you that. Um, but I got to do a, like a fight. There's like I have a fight scene in episode. Eight or nine. Mm-hmm. That's like on in the script. It was I get kicked. I body check a guy. He cuts my arm. Oh, I was like, oh, that be cool. Like, yeah, whatever. And then a couple of days before we shot that, I was on set. I'm like, hey, at lunch, we want to walk you through the stunt. I'm like, really? It seems know, kind of straightforward. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right,
3: <let's> it. <laughs> and it's this huge elaborate fight scene where this guy gets. Punched and flipped and smashed I get roundhouse and I get in this full knife fight with this guy. Oh shit! He kicks me and I was like, I gotta fucking do that. <laughs> like, yes. can, can we walk okay. through that one
1: more
2: time? Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, I, had, I had two days to learn it, but and oh, actually, it's pretty funny. Where's my phone? I'll show you this. Um, and so I a couple days, I, I had, it. I, I felt pretty confident in it, and we were shooting it in pieces, so yeah, it's all good. So the first, the first scene, the first bit is we go to this guy who's, like, in a hospital wearing a mask. I and, me and a dude, and I get him to take his mask off to see if he's the scarred bad guy. Right. And he is. And so the guy goes... Um, so the guy goes... The cop goes up to him, and he gets punched and flipped. And I pull my gun, and he kicks my gun out of my hand, and then he smashes the guy and roundhouses me in the chest. Oh, and fuck. And so it's like, okay, cool, I got this. And so... It happens. Boom, boom, boom. He kicks the gun up. I guess you know. I'm, I'm not an experienced gun guy. Right. Um. I guess I got down a little bit. So he roundhoused me. He fucking booted me right in the face. Oh, oh. shit. Oh. But I but I stayed in it. I I stayed in it. Got down. Got up. And I was like <laughs> and I was like, cut. I was like ah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a, I got a freeze frame of it. I can't. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. We gotta see that. To. Sure. That makes, was, sense. Um, makes sense.
0: Makes sense. YouTube exclusive. We're trying to raise our YouTube <laughs> numbers, so if there they you watch go. us on YouTube, there, you there we go. That's fucking hilarious.
3: Oh, where is it? Oh, great. Right. Oh yeah, right here. And it's it is pretty good. It's a pretty good photo. Do you see that? Oh, oh yeah. damn! Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right in the chat. Yeah, man.
3: And so and you you learned pretty quickly how like at first because I love growing up watching like Bruce Willis movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah movies. sure. I love it. And so I was so stoked that I was like, I'm doing my own fighting. This is fucking rad. <laughs> After about 45 minutes, I was like, my head hurts. I'm exhausted. I changed my shirt three times. I keep sweating. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, this kind of sucks. <laughs> but Skylar, so I did all like the in tight stuff. Yeah. So wait, I did the whole thing in tight. And then from there's a wide, which moves a bit quicker. Mm-hmm. Sure. So Skylar, who is my dude. It's like, like a ninja. So, so, so he did it from the wide, and then we moved in for the pieces, and I did all that stuff. But Nice. Uh, yeah, it was cool. It was really, really it was cool. I'm so glad I did it. I have some friends who are stunt actors. I, I don't know if I could do that full time. So, hey, yeah, kudos to them.
0: Kudos to them. And, um, I mean, we talk about all the yeah. time how the Oscars is always back and forth, whether the stunt people should deserve an Oscar. Hell, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yes. They absolutely <laughs> should have a category, man. They,
1: they get should. Yeah, yeah. But look, you got that picture though, right? I mean, so that's badass. Yeah, yeah that's a memory yeah. right there. The video
3: the video's funny. I wish I could show you the video <laughs> yeah, Maybe another the time. Vi- the video's pretty funny. All
1: right. So 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 hear me out. I've got i I've got like, I have this theory about your character, right? I feel like you may just need some love, right? So here, yeah. now this is the writer in me, so you you be sure to pass yeah. this along if you want, but I'm yeah. thinking because it's clearly going. We all know how it's going to go, right? Scott is not going to end up with the U.S. attorney. He's going to end up with the dog trainer. We all know it. It's all where it's going. It's everything. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe you and the U.S. attorney can find a Ooh. little uh, – I feel like that's a that's a couple that could be compatible. I that think That could so maybe too. understand yeah. each other and,
3: and maybe help each other out. What, I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, it, just say, I I tell you what. Uh, we don't have a. We haven't been greenlit green lit for season two yet. Yeah, uh, they do have an idea of what who my character wants to date. I can't give you who. Oh though, shit! But they've uh, they've definitely thought about that, uh-huh. and I think it'd be really fun. Oh. So, well,
1: good, good. See, because we're thinking about that too, and uh, yeah. I think so, it's a given. Hey, listen, man. I'm
3: glad you guys are on my side. I like it. Yeah,
1: no, we love we love it, and I think it's a given. that Season two's coming, bro. Don't worry. Completely. <laughs> I, 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 uh, now, you know, the real please. question is, though, and you're going to give us the exclusive right now. I'm pretty sure. I'm positive. Yes. You're going to tell us, uh, Tom Hanks yeah. does show up, right? He's not dead. Scott 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 yeah. Senior's yeah. not dead. Come on, man. Come
3: on. Listen, I haven't seen I haven't seen the episode, but. I would like to, I would like to be in something with Tom Hanks. Right? Movie? Yeah. Um, but, no, yeah. It, have you, do you guys watch, have you seen the movie? Probably. Oh, yeah. yeah for sure. The original? Yeah. So I rewatched it to, before the thing or whatever, because I was like, yeah, I remember it as a kid and I loved it as a kid. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. They fucking killed a dog. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Man. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, no, it's going to come back and... He gives him the no. lift and shake, and he goes off to cry. And I'm like, Did they fucking kill the dog? Yeah. The 80- 80s, man. Yeah, I mean, man.
2: Were they were fucked. They were.
3: But they had some great <laughs> shit in
1: the 80s, though, man. That's why, right? Like, there's no way they kill Hooch, and then they kill Hooch, man. It's like, oh, what?
3: Oh, <laughs> oh man! He's got a
0: puppy. Yeah. Too. It's like. Hey, it's fuck up. It gets a little fucked up. It's a little fucked yeah. up. Oh man! Oh my goodness! How many hooches are there on set? I'm curious.
3: There's two main ones.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
3: So there's five altogether. Mm. There's two main ones that do. One does like the outdoor stuff. One does the indoor stuff. Okay. Nice. Okay. Um, and then the other—they're all part of the same family, I think. That's cool. And the other ones are like kind of emergency stand-ins if we need. There's one that's really good at just sitting. <laughs> <laughs> so you, 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 you might be able to notice that the one who just is just like maybe a little smaller, right? Right. Um, and I think an episode. What's the one where I do all the? I have that big press conference. Episode three of, yeah, 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 yeah. And in the background, he's sitting with the dog, and that one, that one's a little guy.
1: Okay. <laughs> I mean,
3: still a big dog, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. There's there's two main ones.
1: I, so I just want to take that back to the beginning when you were talking about how, like, some people should just realize the same for you. So, like, if the dog is a better actor than you, maybe, maybe, maybe you should realize that, the same for you. You're, you're like, if the dog knows how to sit better than you or he knows how to yeah. act outside better than you, you <laughs> yeah. might have a problem. I'm just...
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> the fact that's that there's stand-in side. dogs just cracks me up. It's like,
2: okay. Yeah,
0: <laughs> That's so fucking funny, man. That's so funny. Well, listen, what we like to do at the end of the episode is kind of have a little fun with it and have our guests tell us what they are streaming right now because we're in the midst of the streaming wars. Basically, everybody has a streaming service, so there's so much content out there. What are you watching?
3: Oh, I just finished White Lotus.
0: Oh, yeah. I heard that was good. I heard that
3: was good. It's fucking weird. (laughs) always compelling. You're never bored. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, and it, the cast is perfect. The cast is so good in that show. Everyone, top to bottom. But it's like, there's a couple scenes where you're like, what? Are going to <laughs> hold his dick? Are just going to watch him hold his dick? Like fucking two minutes into the show, I'm like, okay. And there's a couple graphic scenes that are kind of messed up, but it is... Uh, really interesting um,
1: <laughs> HBO's calling you right now for marketing right <laughs>
3: yeah exactly uh, fuck what am I streaming uh, Show White oh, I mean I, I always watch like an episode of Simpsons before I go to bed hell so. yeah <laughs>
0: that's, like, I feel you that's a given it's a given
3: six. okay
0: mm-hmm. alright that's so funny uh, right now we're watching mm-hmm. your buddy and uh, and uh, Star's original show heel Stephen Amell oh yeah man he's doing pretty oh, well oh yeah yeah, oh, that's.
3: that good? I don't have... Oh, do I have stars? Is that for Disney
0: Plus? I think it is. Uh, it's, and you can bundle it with, like, Hulu. Yeah. Um, I did. Yeah. So you can watch oh, it probably. That. It's pretty that, good.
1: Yeah, I heard that's good. It's yeah, really it good. It's pretty intense. Not not, like, like, I think people will finally see the acting chops that Emil has really got. Because, I mean, this thing's pretty right. hardcore, man. It, so, yeah. Check yeah. that
3: one out for sure. Well, well he's... I mean, he, I mean, he's absolutely shredded. But he's like a fucking, you know... That he's built for that role. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <sort of> thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I watched The Mayor of Easttown. I thought that was great. I yeah. heard that was yeah. great too. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm gonna Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm gonna get to that one, that final season, pretty quick.
0: There Hell you know. yeah!
3: Any films? Any I like films? I just watched. I watched a lot of movies. I watched. I just watched Our Friend. Mm, with, yeah. Um, Casey Affleck and Yep. Jason seagull and Dakota Johnson. That was excellent. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I was. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's yeah. I, I saw the Green Knight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't I didn't love it, mm. <laughs> but but I'll tell you why. I went into it with. If you watch the first teaser trailer, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like a horror movie. Right. A little bit, yeah. And so the first teaser trailer is what I seen. I was like, oh, I'm fucking stoked for this. I love eight twenty four. Hereditary is one of my favorite horror movies the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. So I had about three or four beers in me (laughs) I went to go see The Green Knight expecting this horror movie and it's this really methodically paced, thoughtful allegory. Right. Oh, shit. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, I'm not in the headspace. (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I'm not ready. I'm Uh, not ready. (laughs) So it was gorgeous. It was really beautifully shot and Death Patel was excellent. Yeah. But there was a couple times when I was like, I fucked up. (laughs) Oh
0: my
1: goodness, that's great. You just seem um, like you, you're a real fan of, of the art, right? So, like, I gotta ask, any uh, yeah. any I love, kind of...
3: I love going to movies.
1: So, any kind of plans to, to go behind the camera? Do you, do you see yourself? You said you're right uh, and different things like that. No? Yeah. So, directing, yeah, you ever see yourself
3: doing that? I've got, I've directed, like, some shorts and sketches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um... And then you get into like the, the big big movies and shit like that, and you see these scenes that have like a hundred extras and twenty cats, right. and the directors doing all this fucking axis angle. Shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, good. <laughs> man, I'm good. I love that, man. I love that. I'll do the writing and the acting, and, and maybe sometime <laughs> down the line, maybe. But Jesus Christ, like that's a hard, that's a hard job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also important, though, for all the up-and-comers listening and watching this, uh, know your place. Know what you're good at, know what yeah. you're not, and
0: and and go yeah. with it, right? So that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We love it. We love it. And it's all about social media now, so where can people yeah. follow you at?
3: Uh, on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Matt underscore Hammer. Um, I don't have a Facebook. I deleted my Facebook like six months ago. Sure. I feel that. I- Yeah, I mean, I never really, but I I keep going through my Messenger app, and I have so many people trying to contact me through it. Yeah. Apparently, Facebook Marketplace is is a great place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like if anybody,
1: yeah, no, I feel like if anybody who still has it, that's why. Because apparently, you can get some really good deals. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It's like
3: like Craigslist, but. Way less creepy. Yeah, You're way less creepy. Too many
1: out. <laughs> you know, if this whole acting thing doesn't yeah. work out, marketing is yeah. just screaming your name. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like Craigslist, but far less fucking. Stands creepy. there
0: with his dick in his hand. <laughs> 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 that's a Facebook watch ad right there.
3: You yeah, know right. Oh, oh
0: my God. Free Facebook,
3: Facebook.
0: That's right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This whole back half is publication for Facebook. I mean, that's seriously, great. dude, this has been
1: awesome, man. You are just like fantastic uh, a lot of fun i mean and just honored to talk to you and open invite buddy anytime you want to come back and just shoot the shit or do a top five with us we do a top five every week on the show so you know just whatever man open invite we've had a blast
0: yeah, this week it's um, top five fiction books, but they stay relatively uh, entertainment based. Yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, top five Leonardo DiCaprio movies <laughs> and like top five Clint Eastwood movies, like all that stuff. What are
3: your, what are your top five? What are your top five Leo movies? Uh, oh man, man.
0: I, we, my my number one was Aviator. So yeah, my
1: number one was Gangs oh. in New York.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh. so. yeah, yeah.
1: So you know, we we we've got the list, bro. They they kind of <laughs> go like. Then we had Tom Hanks for a little bit. See, Tom Hanks could have been Turner and Hooch, but they killed Hooch. So, how can you have that on the top five, yeah, right? That's you can't. <laughs> right. right. um, He's got so many. How do you know? You know, just yeah. so. Uh, see, just like no. that, bro. We need you back on for just like that. You can clarify. Like, we'll start to give you our top five, and you're like, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Oh, man. Well, like like I said, dude, cool. this has been a pleasure. And uh, just we thank you so much, for, and uh, best of luck to you. Uh, we're hoping for season two, but I think that's a given, like we said. And uh, just thanks, man. We really
0: appreciate yeah, you. Yeah,
3: cheers. All yeah, right, thanks, guys. Thanks,
0: guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Awesome. We'll be talking to you soon, letting you know when the thing's coming out.
3: Cool. Sounds good. All right, man. See you,
0: man. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Man, oh, man. That was freaking fantastic. Matt Hamilton was a badass. Oh, my God, dude. He is, like, just like his character. I mean, he's so fun, right? Like, that
1: guy is full of energy, full of excitement, and... I would imagine he's that guy on set that you just can't not like. I agree. I mean, he's just fun,
0: man. Exactly. And especially for all you up-and-comers out there, don't be afraid to be yourself. Just have fun with it. That's what you're supposed to do. And you see it's gotten him so far in his career.
1: Yeah, man. And and take chances. I Mm -hmm. think that's a big thing, right? He's like, you know what? I'm just going to ad-lib this. I'm going to try to make this funny and go with it and see what happens. And they loved it. Exactly. So it's all about taking chances.
0: And if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't but you got to be you and do what you do. Exactly, exactly. Thank you again, Matt Hamilton, for coming on the show. Oh boy, oh boy! This one's gonna be fun because (laughs) uh, we're gonna deep dive into a man. This week's top five is universally loved movies that we hated,
1: (laughs) and by we, we mean when we say we mean I hated and he hated, but not we hated. We want to clarify that one right now. (laughs)
0: Individually, individually, oh man, oh man! I've been hiding my number one. Oh, and I just figured it out. I just just figured it it out. Oh, my Uh, goodness. Oh, Anyway, let's deep dive into it. Number five for me, and we both agree with this one, is Hereditary. Everybody thinks this was like a classic fucking amazing horror movie that was awful. It was so bad. Literally. (laughs) literally. Everyone in our theater, at least, walked out and was like, what the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. Because it wasn't scary. The story wasn't compelling. Like, honestly obviously they were doing satanic shit but like it just wasn't good it was boring in my opinion agreed
1: it just it was awful and this should tell you everything when my favorite part of the film is when the little girl sticks her head out the window and gets decapitated <laughs> by the pole like that was my favorite part of the movie don't look! Don't judge me. No, that's how bad the movie was. The decapitation of a little girl was the best part. Like I, I, this movie sucked. It was. bad. I'm sorry, but and I'm a huge fan of Tony Collette. Don't get me wrong; she's brilliant. This movie
0: sucked. I know. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Just I, saying. Just, cool. just saying. And I liked uh, what's his face. The fucking the twin. The yeah. Twin actor. Yeah, yeah. They're both really good, but yeah, and it was just no. It no. wasn't there. It Mm-mm. wasn't there. Mm-mm. Okay, so now I'm feeling pretty good. I'm
1: feeling pretty good because I thought I was going to get a lot of hate for my number five and my number four. But when we get to his number one, all of your hate for me will be gone. I assure you. <laughs> um, <I know laughs> Maybe his number two. Maybe his number two and his number one. You guys are going to be like, no, fuck J-Lo. We'll just see. We'll see. My number five is The Truman Show. I know. Bring it. Bring it. it I just – it didn't click for me. It didn't click for me. I thought it was just a, a rank knockoff of trying to capitalize on on Big Brother TV. Um, I, I just – it didn't work for me. I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan, and I love that he's made dramatic switches to – intense, dramatic roles, but this one wasn't it for me. I'm a bigger fan of The Majestic. I thought that is, you know, Eternal uh, Sunshine of a Spotless. Now I can't even say the name. I'm so fucked up about it. What's in my coffee? Right, you exactly. know the one I'm talking about. But Truman Show just, it didn't
0: work for me. I know. Send it. It's but. literally like the definition of people's life on social media right now. It I is. I mean, it's so it, relatable. It, so, I mean, even. But it wasn't then. It wasn't. Made- then maybe, maybe i would be a bigger fan
1: of it it had it been a now movie right because it just for me it did not click back then yeah so i don't know yeah
0: we'll, i mean that we'll makes just, sense it makes yeah. sense we'll just um, leave it at that exactly we'll just, i hated it then i don't know about now yeah <laughs> yeah uh, number four for me taking it back even with jack black i still wasn't a fan and that is High fidelity. This dude was such a douchebag bitch. Like, he didn't figure out what he wanted. The whole time he was complaining. Like, why? He's not a likable character. I like the actor. Fucking, he's amazing. But this movie was so boring. There were so many times where it could have ended and it just kept (laughs) moving forward. This is such a... In my opinion, it's not good. I did not like it at all. This
1: is going to go down hands down where's my shirt i'm wearing the wrong shirt hands down the top five segment that we absolutely disagree on the most it's so absolutely hi john cusack jack black lisa bonet you can't suck yeah that movie can't suck it's all about vintage uh, vintage music it's about vinyl it's about it's about weed it's about like like this movie can't suck
0: it's not it's about this motherfucker trying to figure out who he is and who he wants and he's a douchebag that complains the whole time no enough said no (laughs) i I disagree (laughs) and and by the way the
1: hulu series was brilliant way better oh my god with zoe kravitz just fucking brilliant both of them are brilliant (laughs) but okay all right fair enough fair enough my number four is wally Yeah, the only Pixar movie that I did not like. I just could not get by. It's a cheap knockoff of Johnny Five, uh, Short Circuit. Um, it was in your face. And now I'm all about having films with messages, right? Because you're trying to get your point across. You're trying to inform people, but in an entertaining way. But I didn't think this is what that was. This was an in-your-face Think our way or you're a jackass and wrong about climate change. And and there was no message there. It was just a this is how you're going to do it kind of a thing. And just it didn't work for me. It did not work for me. This is not the way you should
0: try to implement your thought process and into the mainstream. It didn't work. See, for that reason, I could see that. I could really see that. I enjoyed the movie as an entertaining base, but I, I, because I never looked at it like that, because it's obviously a children's film, so I never like deep dove into that. But being an adult while watching it, I, yeah, I could for sure see that uh, trying to push the message on everyone else. But, Okay, I, okay. I, I agree with that. Like one. I said, I I'm okay
1: with with putting messages in films and trying to inform and educate, but not like with a fucking sledgehammer. <laughs> and yeah. this film was with a sledgehammer. Well, I'm sorry, also, but...
0: like they tried to like obesity and how the world was just gonna get fat. Uh, I as mean, hell it and was just hell, insane. And... Like yeah. you, you know, we get that that's your thought
1: process, and that's a lot of people's thought process. But you can't take the sledgehammer. You got to like start a conversation, not beat down somebody's brains with it. Like I'm just thought just saying
0: I understand. So Wally. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> number four. Uh, my number three, this one was like a cult phenomenon for there for like, I don't know, like five to ten years. And the books were huge and the movies Did relatively decent at the box office, I Uh. guess. Um, But I just, I could not get into them. And I mean, it's basically definition of the freaks come out at night. Uh, um, Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. Okay, you're a freak. We don't need that in entertainment form. Just watch porn. Like, we (laughs) don't need the fucking soft core hitting each other and tying each other up. And it's just, it's weird. It's really weird. Especially, I only saw the first one because that's how, like, far i could go and i mean <laughs> they had a literal contract that they had to sign or that he made the women sign and that was like okay you, you can do this to me but you can't do this like it's really fucking weird i mean it kind of Put society up in a mirror, I feel like, because society as a whole is really fucking weird. So, yeah, that's why my number three is Fifty Shades of Grey franchise. I agree with you. I yeah. just – I thought the movie sucked. If you read the books, they
1: weren't anywhere near as explicit or detailed as the books. Everybody was like, oh, my God, with the movies. But the books were far more intense yeah, right. far more just crazy. Like, um, yeah, I, I wasn't a fan. I mean, I, you know, if everybody was excited, I, I guess, I mean – For Dakota Johnson, it kind of did the Kim Kardashian route. I mean, you know, she kind of became way more famous than she was prior to being naked all over the screen in these movies. Yeah. Um, But she's a phenomenal actress. Watch Honey Boy. I mean, um, Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. And she's fucking phenomenal. Just like, you know, pay attention to her for her acting, not for her body. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree with you. I just was not a fan of those either. Yeah. My number three is the first movie I ever walked out of. Mm. Like literally halfway through, I couldn't take it anymore. I got up and said, what the fuck? I'm out (laughs) of here. I'm talking about, and I know you're not going to believe this because, you know, I'm kind of named after him. Um, Tootsie with Dustin Hoffman, where he dresses up as the woman. Um, It was, it sucked. I'm sorry, I know it's a beloved movie, I know a lot of people are huge fans of it, I know it's like, oh my gosh, such a great comedy, I fucking hated it, mm. I hated it, I don't know, maybe it's because I was young, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, but like, like I just, uh, to be fair, I, I. it was okay that I walked out on it, because I snuck in on it, Um <laughs> didn't pay for I it i didn't pay for it i just kind of like when one movie was over i walked into this movie i know call me out on it i'm evil i'm horrible so i didn't feel bad getting up and walking halfway through it but i was not a fan of tootsie i'm sorry dustin hoffman forgive me but um it sucked it's just my
0: opinion and i mean was it not even he was a straight actor that yeah got a oh, role yeah. right yeah like he wasn't That's very interesting. Yeah, no, yeah. So there was no message behind it.
1: Uh, Just the whole premise was just not very good. Interesting. In my opinion, just
0: not very good. It was no Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah.
1: It was no, you know, there are plenty of movies where guys dress up as women that were far more entertaining than this
0: one. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I've never seen that, but I never will now. Uh, No, you you don't want to. Number two, for me, is the definition of a boring franchise. I literally watched all three. I watched all three. I gave them a chance, but I just could not get into them, which is weird because I'm super into Game of Thrones, and I probably will watch the TV show that's coming out on Amazon. And I'm talking about the Lord of the Rings. I'm sorry. I think that is just an older generation thing. I don't think any of the younger generation nowadays will even a little bit connect or like Lord of the Rings, in my opinion.
2: I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
0: If you like Lord of the Rings, you probably have gray hair and wrinkles crickets i don't even know what to say to that i'm just saying
1: i'm reserving because the next one is even worse guys (laughs) it's even worse i can't believe you don't like the lord of the rings trilogy i mean martin freeman like what the fuck benedict cumberbatch like like elijah wood i mean come orlando bloom Liv tyler there are so many reasons to love this film not to mention it's the single most accurate depiction from the books i have ever seen and they're hard you can't get exact because those books the way they're written you just there's no way to get exact but this is the single closest you will ever get to them and uh i thought they were brilliant I'm yeah, just, saying.
0: Just, saying, just, saying. <coughs> just wait just wait guys just wait Oh yeah, that—that's nothing. That's nothing. If
1: you're mad about uh, if you're mad about high fidelity and Lord of the Rings, just wait, <laughs> just wait. Who, my number two? Okay, you can bring some hate for this one too, and I don't give a shit. Avatar, I fucking hated it. I get that it was mind blowing special effects at the time, but guess what? Now everybody's fucking doing it, so yeah. that's not even like a thing now. Um. Uh, Just from a story standpoint, I just... I fucking hated it. The
0: story was very awful. I I
1: mean, who... Okay, wow. So you can, like, control these beings on other planets. Like, you know, by being in control of their bodies and stuff. Who gives a shit? And I don't want to see it underwater, which is apparently what the (laughs) second one is about. (sighs) I don't give a fuck if the planet had an underwater world also. Who cares, James Cameron? Like, what the fuck, man? I, I just... We get you're obsessed with underwater, okay? Titanic and like all the kind of... And, and you did a lot of great movies underwater, but we don't need a fucking avatar underwater. We don't need it. You're just doing it to do it, and you re-released it to take the crown from Avengers. Why? You know, that's just fucking petty, bro. It. I hate this fucking movie. Yeah. I hate this fucking movie. <laughs> and it had a great cast, great people in it. I just... I didn't... I guess... What I'm really trying to say is I just did not understand the mind-blowing fascination from everybody with it. Like the way they talked about it, like it was the greatest thing yeah. they'd ever seen. I'm just like, he's done so many other movies that are far better than this one. Why is this the one that everybody's talking about? I just Are you going to go see the sequels? No. No? No. No. I, feel that. I have, I have no desire. I just don't like the story, so I can't bring myself to watch a story that I could – I couldn't give a fuck about the first one. I don't care what happened to them. <laughs> I don't care about what's going on under the fucking <laughs> water. So, I mean, you know. Uh,
0: yeah. It's going to be very interesting to see how the sequels hold up, too. I mean, domestic, box office-wise. Well,
1: he'll um, keep them in the theaters for 18 years and then re-release them 47 times so that they do well. Yeah. Because that's his thing, Even you know. Even if it like... comes out of
0: his pocket, he's he fine <laughs> <So>, with it. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fucking so funny. right. All right guys, the time has finally come and the realization has finally come. When, not me. When we were <laughs>
1: all him, <laughs> uh, not not when, me.
0: When we were um, you know, getting ready for the back half of the show. My number 1 goes to the Indiana Jones franchise. No. Completely overrated. No. I've only seen Raiders and the one with Shia LaBeouf and Sean Connery. Um, but uh, completely overrated. It's not interesting. Uh, boring as hell. <sighs> I'm just saying. There could be so much better stories for Harrison Ford to do. Like fly around with a Chewbacca. I'm just saying. I mean, this one, just it's not good. It's not good. Guys, this man has been trying to
1: get a sandwich with Steven Spielberg for as long as I have known him. That is never happening now. No. Ever. No. He's a huge Star Wars fan, and he just bitch slapped George Lucas in the back of the head. (laughs) Like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg created the masterpiece that is the Indiana Jones. And, And I just... I don't understand. This has some of the greatest action sequences in the history of film, hands down, hands down. The the snake pit, the the, the rock chase, the just so many I can't even name. And, and like like I just I'm baffled. I am floored that this would be on his list, guys. I cannot even fathom how this landed on the list. I feel like somehow, he's been doing all this film research and all this, you know, trying to, you, you know, I feel like I have failed him in every way possible. If this is on the list of movies that he hates, I just like, ugh, I, I, I don't know, I don't know. Direct
0: all of it at him. All of it at him. I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. It's fine. <laughs>
1: Wow, I I don't. We'll be talking about this one for weeks. Oh, like yeah. like somebody should just follow us around with a camera after the show. <laughs> what the we, fuck? We'll be talking about. If you could have seen my reaction right before we started filming when I figured out what his IJ series was, I was just like, no fucking way. Um, okay, my I'm moving on. I'm trying to move on. My number one, and I know I'm gonna get a shit ton of hate for this one too, but not nearly as much as Indiana Jones hate. I'm I'm fairly confident I'm a Okay, here um is another movie that i walked out on unfortunately this one i paid for um i'm talking about the twilight series that makes guys i had never heard of the books i had no idea it was me and my best friend and ex-brother-in-law and we were like hey it's vampires this sounds pretty badass battling werewolves and shit let's go check it out yeah What the fuck? We were in there, and the second we saw a fucking vampire sparkle, we both got up and said, "Fuck this! What the fuck is this? Vampires don't sparkle! What the (laughs) fuck is that? Is he Dazzler? Is he like the fucking what? What What the fuck? No, 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 no. Uh, I don't. I I just. I don't get it. I. Do not get it. Like, why was this a huge franchise? Why is this, oh my God, I can't miss it. I'm so... What? I'm telling you, watch Interview with a Vampire. Watch Lost Boys, any other fucking vampire movie, and you'll see what real vampires are. They don't fucking sparkle. Yeah. They don't sparkle.
0: They don't do it. No. (laughs) Mm -mm, mm -mm. Uh, Mm -mm.
1: Did Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise sparkle? Fuck no, they did not. Did Kiefer Sutherland and Jason Patrick fucking sparkle? Fuck no, they did not. They don't sparkle. Vampires do not sparkle.
0: The female population, man. That's what kept that one going. I'm just saying. That's what it was. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, Let us know (laughs) your number one movie that everyone else loved and you just did not like at all. We want to know. Yeah, we definitely want to know. Comment in the YouTube comment section. Add us on social media. Please comment on Uh, Indiana Jones. Please (laughs) comment. Oh, my God. Goodness, oh my, you're God. the reason Harrison's been crashing planes lately, man. He's is. like,
1: people hate Indiana Jones. Oh, <laughs> <I fuck. laughs>
0: uh, um, but anyway, and never did box office recap. Uh, number one this week was Candyman. I, I want to see that one, yeah. Me I too. See it. Um, came in at number one with 22 million, number two was Free Guy with 13.2 million, number uh, are, Number three was Paw Patrol, (laughs) and the movie uh, was six point six million. Number four was Jungle Cruise with five million, and number five was Don't Breathe Two with two point eight million. And new movies coming out you can go see right now is Shang Chi: The Legend of the Ten Rings. Do it, do it. Uh, Number two, uh, the Big Scary S Word. I don't even know what the fuck that is. The Getaway, Mogul Mowgli, and Saving Paradise. Hmm. Okay. Movies you can still go see: Candyman. The Protégé, Free Guy, Suicide Squad, Jungle Cruise. Uh, Be sure to get out there and see shang chi and the legend of the ten rings because that shit was badass honestly one of my favorite origin marvel stories uh, right behind iron man okay. to be honest you with want you want to say hi yeah they're the, he, they're yeah, the no, he's
1: talking i know i know what was that this is what happened i'm right there i'm right whatever, there i know whatever we'll watch fine. raiders of the lost ark tonight it'll be fine you will be
0: asleep g- in two <laughs> seconds uh, but yeah, guys, really good Marvel movie. And I'm excited for the next phase and where they're going with these new characters. Speaking of. Speaking of, <laughs> heading over to the IMDb Pro Top Trending segment. Uh, the Top Trending movie is Spider-Man No Way Home. No doubt. After the release of the trailer, everybody's fucking talking about it. Exactly, so. exactly. And the Top Trending TV show is Nine Perfect Strangers. Mm-hmm. And the Top Trending star is Jodie Coomer that we just talked about. Exactly. So make complete since, guys. So, exactly. Great things happening. Great things are coming. But anyway, thank you so much for getting crazy with us on episode 173 of Inside yes. the Crazy Ant Farm. Be sure to follow our guest Matt Hamilton on all social media platforms. Underscore Matt underscore Hammer on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> that shit's That's so right. funny. Um, and be sure to follow the company and podcast on social media at Crazy Ant Media and at Podcast. Yes. And you all know you can follow us both personally on social media. Myself, J-Lo Fantastic, and... Crazy Ant Guy 1970. That's and right. Peanut the Puppy. And Peanut the Puppy. Be sure to give him a follow as well. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcast Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Stitcher, and so much more. Yes. If you're watching the video on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and ring the bell for all the latest and greatest notifications that we have coming out of Crazy Ant Media. And be sure to visit our website, www.crazyantmedia.com, where you can start rocking the latest and greatest crazy at media gear and remember to love yourself by loving our fucking merchandise (laughs) and buying that new one i will say this is the most me i've ever put into a merchandise um design so i'm pretty pumped about it and don't be surprised if you'll see me wearing that merchandise soon because i want to get one but I mean, okay. It was a great show. <laughs> Top five. Absolutely hilarious. Obviously, because I was just trying to bring some. You know, I was looking for that reaction. I really was. Uh, oh, you're gonna get that reaction, but not just from me. You're gonna yeah, get that from a it's lot of be people. Everywhere. That man. is gonna
1: blow you up. Uh, <laughs>
2: But mm-hmm. I
1: mean, there... thanks by the way for fucking any chance we had for Harrison Ford. Uh, yeah, coming Yeah, that's show. not
0: happening. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> it was such a great show.
1: McAllister's called; they're canceling. Yeah, they're canceling like the order. That's it's right, not happening.
0: Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Fucking spud potato. (laughs) Anybody
1: who's been following us from the beginning
0: knows what we're talking about there. Hell yeah. yeah, Hell yeah. But I mean so much good superhero news to talk about and so much good projects coming out. I'm really interested in that Netflix one though where it's the two crazy ass sisters that fucking change like trade lives and like do all this shady shit. Yeah. that's just so, so weird and so intriguing at the same time. So I can't wait to check that one out.
1: Well, my favorite part of the show for sure. Well, obviously the interview because any guy that can drop fuck bombs with me as often as he did was fucking awesome, uh, and great show and just love that. But my, my, the other part that that I am just most excited about that we were talking about is the huge success of the little experiment. The little experiment. Fuck you, that Bob Chappic. Fuck you. There you go. The Master Kung Fu put a whooping on your ass, okay? I'm thrilled that that movie came out and is performing that the way it's performing and is going to do as successfully as it's going to do. One, because I'm thrilled for, for the entire cast and crew and everybody involved in it. I'm thrilled for the Asian culture and what mm-hmm. it means for them and what it's going to do for them. I'm thrilled for what it's going to do for Scarlett Johansson because she is going to win her lawsuit because this one being exclusively theatrically released and seeing the success that at seeing and will continue in the next week, I'm sure. We'll all but assure she wins the lawsuit. Um, so I, I just love that story all the way around. Like, every
0: bit of it. I think it's gonna be number one again next week, too, I think so, too. Just because, I mean, obviously, it's gonna be go over so well and super popular and theaters are gonna be the only place you can see it, but... Also, there's not really anything coming out next exactly. exact, week, so it's gonna do really well. But I will be interested to see the drop off in uh, week one to week two. But like I said, I think it's gonna be really close to a um, hundred million. I think it's gonna be around eighty or ninety, just like Black Widow. And like I said, total. Uh, I'm talking about just four. Oh guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: okay, yeah. Because I, I was going to say because yeah, you got to throw no, in not that total forty no. or fifty million for domestic. I mean, uh, for international. and Yeah, it'll be it'll be great.
0: Yeah, completely agreed. I'm super pumped because completely deserved it. it oh yeah, a it's great, it's great fucking, fucking movie. brilliant movie. And I mean, finally introduce Aquafina to the MCU. It, oh it's great. God. She
1: steals the movie,
0: guys. She does. She is fucking fantastic in the She's worth the ticket
1: price alone. Yeah, to to go see it. It's it's and. The the martial arts are just freaking phenomenal. Yeah. If you were an Iron Fist fan and you were disappointed in the level of martial arts on Iron Fist – Don't worry. Don't worry. They fix it all in this movie. This is like this is like I just I can't. And I love
0: how they're like pushing boundaries a little bit too because they swore a lot in Shang Chi. They did. They said like goddamn a few times. Like they said shit a few times. Like they're they're pushing the boundaries and they're trying to get it, you know, to that good spot because everybody knows. I mean, of course it's technically comic book related, but I mean, it's geared for adults. It really is. So. And Deadpool's coming. And Deadpool's coming. <laughs> so, so You
1: have to start slowly dropping the F-bombs because exactly.
0: Deadpool's coming. Exactly. Like. Exactly. Now, the next thing is, how are you going to introduce the one and only to the MCU? Mm. I know. That's the question because it has to happen. It has to, it happen. Has to happen. It has to happen. And, of course, you guys know we're talking about the one, the only, the lovely Oprah! Oprah!